Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We are here doing a commentary series on David Lynch's Lost Highway, the 1997 epic noir. Uh, yes. There's a thing you're supposed to say. What was it? It's a, uh, it's a 21st century noir horror film. Yeah. I think that's the official description. Yeah. 21st century. I believe even it before was 21st it came. Se- yeah. So it was ahead of its time. That's what it was. That was the intention. Yeah. That, feel, that fits pretty well. Uh, it's it's a fairly crazy film, um, like what most Lynch films are. Justin and I did a uh, commentary podcast on Lynch's film after this, uh, Mulholland Drive, which should be posted by the time this is there. Um... So yeah, we thought it'd be pretty good to do Lost Highway, which I think was the the, the film that really hooked us for Lynch. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like some other stuff, but it was the turning point when I saw this back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's this film that really files, fires on all cylinders and kind of yeah. doesn't have too much extraneous stuff, and I think it's kind of the best version of what he, you know, yeah. what he's been trying to do, in that, especially in that era, so. Yeah. It should be pretty interesting. We did watched this together before and we kind of figured out the movie we broke it down and like figured out what you know made the movie make as much sense as possible so i'm sure we forgot a lot of those gems but hopefully they'll come back yeah they'll come back after we watch the movie and we can kind of make sense because if you've seen the movie or if you're gonna watch it with us now like there's a lot of crazy stuff a lot of surreal meta stuff going on and interpretational plot points and things so yeah there's a lot of crazy things that happen. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think when I originally watched this, I I didn't really try to analyze the story that much. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't really used to doing that at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that I've spent so long analyzing such television shows as ABC's Lost, I feel like I've developed certain tools that allow me to interpret storylines in a more clear way than I used to be able to do. So it makes it makes certain features come out where I can kind of get the point of scene sometimes. And, Mm-hmm. I can draw connections, and yeah, it seemed a lot clearer last time we watched it. Yeah, for sure, it's but I'm more accessible. I think, uh, I think that uh, it's it's definitely the most like fully successful uh, version of of this like type of idea. I mean, he he definitely had uh, elements of this in. Um, Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and there were certainly elements of this in, in Mulholland Drive and um, Inland Empire as well. There's a lot of themes that he's returning to over and over again. Oh. And I think, you know, Ma- Twin Peaks obviously has its own problems. It's a network show, and Firewalk With Me is kind of a mess of a movie. I like them both a lot, but they're, they are sort of... Inc- and then Mulholland Drive has the fact that it was a pilot, mm-hmm. and so there's some messiness there. And then Inland Empire has, like, web series stuff, and it's just kind of also a mess. Yeah, it's really kind of like the, the a complete version. Like, there's no external logistics that made the film uh, less than it could have been, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the movie that it was supposed to be. It was always planned to be a movie. They The stuff they wrote was for this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barry Gifford and David Lynch writing the script. And there were no uh, big, like, weird outside influences that messed it up. Yeah. He had really strong creative control. 
and was able to execute the movie as, you know, uh, uh, efficiently and, like, uh, without, you know, incident as possible. Whereas, yeah, Mohamed had to go back a year later and refilm scenes. I mean, that's just, that mm -hmm. changes everything, I think. And, yeah, obviously... There was there was stuff on Twin Peaks. So yeah, I think I think it was just it was a really good moment, you know, where everything worked. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we'll ever get this again. So it's uh yeah, it's cool to you don't, you don't think he's working in this twenty second century <laughs> nor horror. Twenty second century <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe. I don't know, but he's he's been off from movies for so long. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I guess he'll make another one someday, but, like, who knows how long it's going to be. I mean, he could turn into Kubrick where he just, you know, doesn't make a movie for, like, 15 years, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then comes back. I mean, sometimes people do that. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, also the digital thing, the DV. The digital filmmaking. One thing that's really nice here is the film. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's nice about this film is the film quality. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I think that, yeah, when film is nice, it it has it has a special quality that, not that it will never be reproduced by digital, but let's just say that the thing that he was using in Inland Empire did not reproduce it. Yeah, Inland Empire being his first digital film and it being his, you know, a film that obviously ran away from him because he could just shoot as much footage as he wanted with very little yeah. effort. Um, and of course, as you know, you know, Constraint helps art, so... Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like Barry Gifford played some role in, like, reining him in. I mean, generally they said, like, he was the one at the typewriter, and David Lynch was the one pacing back and forth and talking. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like he had these ideas. I think David Lynch is really good at coming up with, like, scenarios and, like, crazy concepts. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, he came up with the red room in Twin Peaks just from like touching his car hood or something and then he, and then he just saw this room with you know and it's like he has these crazy yeah. ideas but to actually like make them fit into a narrative to give them a a context like I think I think it helps to to have someone cuz I don't think that's really his specialty mm -hmm. I on Twin Peaks I think it was Mark Frost who really helped to give it a kind of clearer direction and write some more, like, straightforward parts that just function like classical storytelling, mm -hmm. you know? But then he throws in these crazy scenes that, you know, they're the thing that make it David Lynch, you know? They they take it to another level. But I think if you just have that, it it's, it's hard for it to, you know, sustain itself. Yeah. It starts to feel very self-indulgent and very... It's Matthew Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like nonstop insanity and it's just like you It's you, impenetrable and you don't know what you can get out of it. It might be interesting because it's crazy, but it's not accessible, so yeah. yeah. It's a fine line. Whereas I feel like this has enough to pull you in. Yeah. Even though it is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think yeah, I think that's I think that's one really good thing about it. It's yeah. All right, well, let's uh, just dive into it. Um, Do it. Okay, so we'll get ready to watch Lost Highway here. Sync up your players with us if you're going to watch with us. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hmm. 
the title sequence here. <laughs> All right, now we actually have the Lost Highway. This is literally the Lost Highway. And you wonder, like, who's driving this car? Yeah, they is have it, to show is you. Is it metaphorical? You know, this yeah. is a, someone's someone's psyche, or yeah, I think it's metaphorical. I mean, I think the Lost Highway is supposed to represent. We don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boom, Lost Highway. I really like these credits. Yeah, it's great. I think this is really cool. It's pretty edgy for a guy like David Lynch. Like, you know, you wouldn't expect... He's kind of old-fashioned in a way. Yeah, that's true. And this is kind of like, you know, kind of hip and... It is. MTV. It's almost like Sin City or something. Yeah. Credits flying at the screen. And there's, there's something really cool about the road and the headlights. And, he, and they're not driving on one lane. Yeah, they're, they're driving in the like middle. in the middle yeah. of, the, of the thing. Yeah. But it just looks cool. You don't see anything but the road. Yeah. I, I really like this. Gary Busey. Gary Busey is great in this movie. He has such a weird role. Yeah. I don't even think he was written to be that weird. I think it's just the way he plays him. That's probably true. <laughs> that's why you cast him, and he'll add the weirdness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I think on the page, like, he's supposed to be a normal person. You know, he's, he's about to start getting dad. Like, he's not supposed to be so crazy. Yeah. But yeah, for me, this will always be the uh, the theme song of Lost Highway. Yeah, I was just going to say, it seems like the lyrics should be like, And I'm on the Lost Highway! <laughs> yeah, it seems, it's it really goes well with the, with the yeah. image. It's just very nice. Very assured, I think. I wonder if any of that footage repeats. It's a good like question. Editing trick. They, yeah. yeah, it's definitely possible. I'm not observant enough to be able to tell. It's tough. Yeah. God, it's the worst loud. intercom buzzer ever. Jesus Christ. Why does it sound like that? Somebody change it. That red in the background. He loves red.
There's the siren. Mm-hmm. So a bit of trivia, this is actually David Lynch's house, or at least at the time. Yeah. I believe he still has this house. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He built a lot of the furniture that's in there. So there's nobody, yeah. There's no one out there who just pressed that intercom. Okay. Yeah. I think the scene, well, it's interesting for a lot of reasons, obviously in light of the ending. But one thing, it kind of reminds me of the first scene in Walking Dead, and that they never actually establish a context for this scene. We don't really know where this fits in. Oh, sure, this could be, any, yeah. And, and that's, you know, you need that. <laughs> yeah. Because they cut to this, and it's like, is this supposed to be later that day? Yeah. Or... or is this, you know, two weeks before? Exactly, it could totally be two weeks before. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting you didn't, you don't see her in that scene. Right? I agree. I agree. That seems like and that's he's just something. Going through something. Clearly. Smoking that cigarette. Yeah. Patricia Arquette, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Wearing that wig. Wear that wig, girl. No, I probably don't like these two in anything else as much as I like them in this. No. He's a great president in Independence Day. Besides that, not that they haven't done other good work, but they're so good in this movie. <laughs> you know what I realized? He's a lot. He, his expressions are a lot like Matthew Fox. Oh yeah, he's he's got a Jack quality. Yeah, you're right. Read. What is that word? <laughs> I feel like everything about the relationship is like in those two lines. Absolutely. I think that's kind of the point of this scene. Mm -hmm. It really establishes the relationship. It's like, I like to laugh. You don't make me laugh anymore. Yeah. So I'm getting my laughter somewhere else. Yeah. He really rocks on the sex. He's wailing. <laughs> like, this music is crazy. Yeah. Acid jazz. Yeah. Yeah, he's an acid jazz saxophone player. Mm -hmm. And, and, of course, tonally, emotionally, completely different than where we just saw him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think... I think you could tell from the scene that he had this, like, pent-up... Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Aggression. I mean, do you go and you read into it, this is sexual frustration, you know? Yeah, like... Yeah. I think I think that's there definitely. I love the he loves the red. I but yeah, I think he feels inadequate. He can't make her laugh anymore. Oh God, that's so creepy. <laughs> Another trope of David Lynch's telephones. Old He's, telephones. Yeah, he loves it. They're laid out in a certain way. Where they are in a room is always interesting. Yeah. Like... Yeah, see this... And that whole shot where it looks like he's scanning the room almost. Yeah. 
And then why is the phone on the floor here? Yeah. There's like three of the exact same phones. Yeah. So she's not at home reading, ladies and gentlemen. Right. That was the point of that. But yeah. it was like way creepier than it needed to be. The fact that that last phone was on the floor, I feel like, means something. Yeah, that was strange. Now, I want to, let's see if we can ever see that same shot or similar shot of where the phone is. Yeah. They show the room several more I mean, times. Yeah, I mean, it can't be on the floor all the time. You don't keep your phone on the floor. Yeah. So what does that mean? Yeah. The movie, this, it's also very quiet in these parts. Yeah. And it makes, it gives their characters a weird, eerie feeling. Yeah. Especially the first part of the movie, yeah. it's, it's, it's extremely quiet. really quiet. And they, they read their lines, like, really slowly, mm-hmm. and really, um... And a shot like that, he's oh, going yeah. into the dark red, like... Yeah, that's great. That's great. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, you, like, you never really quite get the layout of the house. That's true. Feels a little maze-like. You just get parts... But it's it's always kind of a scary, weird place. And then she's there when he gets home. And I don't mm-hmm. know what conclusion we're supposed to draw from that, really. And she, he doesn't, like, put a book next to her, like she fell asleep reading, mm-hmm. or there's no, like, pretending, like... Yeah, they don't really follow up on the reading thing. He's not like, so how's your book going? Mm-hmm. And now there's a package. Yeah, and that's already happening. Like, a lot of the conversations they have are really short and simple, mm-hmm. and the scenes could be played in a much more normal way, but it's just the way they do it makes it really uncomfortable and tense and yeah. weird. And it's like, their lives must be so strange and unsettling mm-hmm. to, like, live with someone. Like, and... where did he come from? <laughs> because from the last shot, we know if you come, like, towards camera and take a, you know, screen right, mm-hmm. then you go back to the bedroom. So what's this behind there? Yeah. Is that where their living room is? Where they? I thought this is the living room where they're standing now. Yeah, but where the, when they talk to the cops, they're in a different room, aren't they? Yeah, it's true. The room with the skylight. Yeah. So maybe that's back there? There's like a den in a living room. Yeah. It's like they're 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 both hiding something and they're both afraid to do anything to let out the secret. Yeah. So there's they're they seem tense and Yeah, they don't they don't let their guard down. Also, he affords his place in a musician's salary. I just thought about that. <laughs> That's funny. It's a good point. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's a really nice house actually. And then this TV on these blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's... that's (sighs) 
I don't really understand that. They sent us a tape of the outside of our house, like real estate agents do. Yeah, we already live in the house. Like, why would... Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like, I understand kind of where they're going with that, but that, that conclusion is just really strange. Mm-hmm. And then I love that. This mm-hmm. flashback with no sound. Yeah. And then it's, is it, this is from that night we saw before? It he, can't be, right? She he, wasn't there. But this how do we know she night. wasn't there? Well, like, that's he's... what I'm saying. Like, maybe he's, he's remembering, oh, maybe I saw her. Oh, he, now he thinks he saw her. Yeah. I didn't interpret, yeah, okay. I always assumed, like, that was another night. Mm-hmm. I always assumed that. Because it's like she said she was going to stay home and read, but now he's like, oh, well, maybe I saw her with... Or he's imagining he saw her with someone else. Yeah, that's a good point. That actually seems really logical now that you put it that way. Mm-hmm. I would want to go back and see if he's wearing that same shirt. I couldn't tell. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that would be I, a I think that's the idea. Because after the set, he calls home, which makes it seem like he didn't see her. Yeah, but that's what it is. He didn't realize... He's realizing now, oh, maybe yeah. I saw her there. Because it was that brief second, right? Right. Oh, that's crazy. Like, she was there. Mm-hmm. She, she said she wasn't going to come. She said she's not coming. She decided to she come came. with somebody else. And then she... Yeah, that's cra- that makes her crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like the movie does kind of leave open how much she's involved. Mm-hmm. Whether she's just completely a bystander victim kind of character, or whether she knows anything about what's going on. Yeah. Because she's involved at various levels in the craziness. Mm-hmm. And a shot like that makes her look really suspicious. It's a long shot. Yeah. song yeah this music comes back later when they're in the headlights yeah it's some sort of theme of epiphany or something yeah something's going on yeah it's some kind of weird foreshadowing slash memory yeah future memory the distinction is blurred here but yeah it feels like he has a lot of time this hand here (laughs) that scares me it feels like it comes from an angle that it shouldn't. And the tense music, like... It's like, what is he freaked out about? Like, I don't even know what really happens. Mm-hmm. 
Reminds me of like tiptoe tiptoeing past a monster or something where you you kind of realize, oh man, it it might see me. You know, it's like he he's he realized something he needs to hide from her. That's what that's the sense I get. Like he's afraid to look at her, you know, or he's afraid to confront what he just felt or something. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that's the sense I get. Yeah, that's interesting. And then he decides to share this. That's creepy. Yeah, he looks so creepy. Oh my god. Like, that's a murder face? Yeah, that's totally a murder face. This is foreshadowing, too. Because this happens later. So he has a dream about something in the future? It's what it, that's what it seems like. It's, again, that future memory thing. Because in a way, we know from the beginning. Like, he's already kind of in the loop. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, the consequences of what he'd done are already there. That's scary. The smoke from nowhere. <laughs> like, why is there smoke there? Yeah. And now we're floating. Yeah, that's kind of like the camera. Mm-hmm. It but it's some, pers- it's some perspective that's floating now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is what I mean, like, yeah. I think you're right. Like, why he pulls away. Yeah. I think you're right. Oh, and this God. is weird, too, because see, now, what, what is he waking up from? Is this still within the dream? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's awake. And, and, like, he actually hallucinated that. But But in the context of when he started telling his story, where are we now? Because... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He woke up. It seemed like he just woke up from the dream. Yeah. He was telling a story about a dream, and then he woke up from it. Yeah, that's totally crazy. That's special. So effect. maybe the dream started in the beginning of the scene. Like, that was the dream. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. It never bothered me the transition, but you're yeah. right. It's kind of awkward. It's and then strange. he and then he tells and then he tells her, "Hey, I had this dream about you." Because yeah. I've done that. I've I've had a dream. I've been in a dream where he said you. Had I a thought dream. I was wake. I told somebody, "Yeah, I had this dream about you," and then and then I really wake up. I've done yeah. that. Yeah, that's scary. That special effect of the mystery man's face is a little yeah. <laughs> I like that it looks cheesy in a way. It definitely works. It's yeah. one of the many points where they make an explicit connection between her and the mystery man. Yeah. Like, it's implied that he is her, or... Or he... Well, I think it's almost foreshadowing that he's coming, right? Yeah, it's that, too. Yeah. It's that, too. But, like, he's or connected he's... with her in some way. Yeah. The dog woke me. The dog woke me. Oh, that dog. Who else dog? You do. Let's, I feel like that's the answer, right? It's a mystery no one really cares about. But I think you're right. I I guess yeah. 
It's about him not trusting her. I, I think mm-hmm. you're I think you're right. That was the point of that scene. But yeah, the passage of time in this period is very And that idea that it was you, but it wasn't really you. Yeah. Somehow, you know, she looked like she was being attacked in that shot. Yeah. So it's almost like, I I I killed this artifice of you. Yeah. But it also goes back to, like, trust and adultery. So it's like, mm-hmm. you, you weren't who I thought you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah, of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, don't you want to watch it? Well, don't you want to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like always in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her theme. And they don't, they're not sitting close. Never. Is this what I'm saying? Not really. Just wait. Now it is. And then now we get the same floating camera that yeah. we saw from his dream. It's really similar to what you see in the dream. Especially right here, going down the hallway. Yeah. Like, we saw this move here. And then so it's almost like somebody recorded his dream and is showing it to him. Yeah, exactly. Because then you see the curtains. Yeah. And then the turn. Yeah, it's the same exact shot. And then, yeah, exactly. Except now they're both in They're bed. both there. And it's hard to tell, like, what's going on. Are they dead? Are they alive? Yeah. Like... See, I think uh, this is a really rational thing. He to loves do. that shot, mouth so on the phone. Mm-hmm. Take yeah, it makes it makes this scene more interesting. It's like, why is it? It's yeah, it's just a cool way to shoot it. Yeah. Yes. It's noir, because yeah, it is. Twenty-first century noir. But I. I I think it's interesting. They try to deal with it in a sort of rational way. It's like, there's some stalker, like, sneaking yeah. in and videotaping us. Let's call the police. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I like that because, for the audience, it's a rational thing to do. Yeah. It's not going to help. Right. Which is kind of the point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does bring in a kind of objective reality to the situation. Mm-hmm. You have these outside characters, and they, they you know, they, they're involved in this thing yeah. for, for the whole movie. It at least states that, you know, they're not the only weird ones here, because these detectives aren't the most normal people. Yeah, no, definitely So not. it's like, it helps with the world development. Yeah. And see that that red curtain just hides the window. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you're right. They were in the living room watching that thing. So the skylight's in the living room. Yeah. So back. So oh, that's weird though. They're not gonna see that other shot because now when you go back behind from the living room is to the bedroom. But that's not what it looked like in that shot where he goes down the hallway. Yeah. And he turns that corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Unless there's two ways to get back there. Yeah. It could just be a continuity error mm-hmm. in terms of the geography or the layout of the place. What's your eyes? Thank you. 
That's another thing too. <laughs> yeah. That he's, he's they're getting tormented by the specific thing he hates. Yeah. I like to remember things my own way. And then that line, come on. Yeah. Yeah, he got this look in his face instantly when it came to up, like... Not necessarily the way they have No one has ever said that ever. Yeah. I'd rather remember things the way I just randomly choose to. I don't want to know what objective reality is. Yeah. But that's obviously a big thing for his character. But I think they notice when he says that, and they remember that later. Because someone who's like wants to deny reality and only believe in their own point of view, like, is potentially dangerous. I'm gonna look at you. Yeah. It's a strange scene. I'm not really sure what to make of that. Sort of like he's looking down on him and judging him or something. Stop. Film. Like. We'll keep watch over the house. We'll do the best we can. That's where he looks up later when. He gets the videotape where he sees what he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were strange. Mm -hmm. Do you feel better now? Did that help? And they're actually like detectives, I guess. Not not yeah. even like regular patrol officers. Yeah. Yeah, they made the call, and, like, that's who they sent. It's a bit surprising. And so this is the guy, the guy who he saw... Who might have been with her. With her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, she's got these weird friends, and I don't really know why. I don't know if she knows how crazy they are. I don't know to what extent her involvement is with Vic Laurent or that guy. Yeah. 
but like Bill Pullman seems completely out of place here. Mm -hmm. well, that's as good a time as any to uh, talk to Robert Blake for a while. I also like this thing that he orders two, seemingly one for someone else, but then he just drinks them both. Mm -hmm. He really doesn't react. Yeah, it's no recognition from the dream, there's no like... Yeah. Even though this guy looks fairly strange, with yeah. no eyebrows and a white face. Yeah. And then the music stops. He stands out. His face is incredible. No, no, I don't. They should. Of course. Oh, wow. I get it now. As a matter of fact, I'm there right now. <laughs> I just, I can't believe he's not nervous yet. <laughs> well, there's nothing to be nervous about. This is just a guy who's saying something crazy. It's not, you shouldn't be nervous yet. His energy is frightening. Yeah, but you're Bill Pullman, right? I mean, like. But yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I. Like I was scared as soon as I saw him. But yeah, that, now, that when does I, it. I told you I was here. That does it. And that and this it keeps getting worse yeah. and better, which I love. Yeah, he escalates it. Ask me on the, the phone. The interactive part is what makes it worse. Yep. Echo laugh. Yep. It's great. The sound is really great. And then the guy on the phone saying, give it mm -hmm. back to me who's there. Yep. They're like working as one. It's been a pleasure talking to you. So as we, you know, hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler. I mean, it is, but... Hopefully you won't feel spoiled. Um, you know, we talked about before when we were trying to understand this movie. You know, obviously the mystery man there represents some sort of evil, represents some sort of power that Bill Pullman's character has invited into his life. Yeah. Oh, and then there's this thing. Again, a kind of 
future memory foreshadowing kind of thing. Because it's not clear that he remembers. There's definitely an extent to which he, he represents things for him, but I do think he has a kind of objective presence. And I think also they establish in that scene the idea that he's occupying the house. crazy. No one ever sees that. But I feel like, yeah, like in some way he's always there once they've invited him in. Hmm. that the guy may have picked up. Yep. There's the lock to the bedroom. Phone not on the floor. Yeah. And now it's coming the other way towards him. Yeah. Yeah, this change, like, implies there's something there. And he, it's almost like he saw something. Yeah, exactly. I almost feel like he's the one who picked up the phone and talked as the mystery man. Yeah. Like, that was the call from him coming through. And, and like, that, mm-hmm. that that moment was the connection, you know? Yeah. That he felt of yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. weird loop happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, I called myself no, I think and you're I right. talked to someone else or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he talks to himself on the intercom later. Mm-hmm. The thing when he says we met at your house makes me, you know, yeah, the house being where he basically decides to kill her. Mm-hmm. So like we met at the place when you made this change, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like it's it's some kind of pact to run away from his problems.
Yeah, I mean, it's almost like he, you know, he did something. He got stuck in this psychological loop about it, and we're seeing the version where he 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 could potentially get out of it. You know, the mystery man presumably helping him or or or, yeah. or wanting to, you know, show him that this reality has has issues. Like, hey, call yeah. me at your house. That shouldn't be happening. Wake up. Right. Almost like you should wake up now. Right. And it's basically accept responsibility or face right. face reality and not your memory of what happened. That's the thing. I mean, it's. I guess it's up to interpretation what the mystery man wants out of all this. Yeah, yeah. Whether he... Whether he just wants to help or whether he actually wants to do something more than just what Bill Pullman wants from him. And see, now this is the reverse. Yeah. When Bill was in the last scene and yeah. he's looking down. Yeah. This is probably this is one of the best shots of the movie. It's great. It's great. Just walking into it's darkness. It's amazing how he just walks into the void. really cool just lighting mm -hmm. you never see that though yeah but yeah see here's like something happened mm -hmm. she's nervous he's acting weird now this is kind of like from the dream and now he's he's sort of looking at himself yeah. like like something's changed. Something's changed or he's realized something with identity, you know. Maybe he's trying to figure out. Yeah, I guess that's what I the, mean. The separation of identities or. He's, yeah, like he's aware of something new. I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. Like something changed. From like when they originally. And like, were where in the was house. where's he looking? Where is that mirror? Like, where did he go? If you keep walking through there, there's... so here's the thing from the dream. Where are you? It's really scary that that's a void there. Mm-hmm. You almost never see this side of the living room. Yeah, it's pretty rare. They show the fireplace it's a great lamp. briefly. It's a yeah. Cool. So that was just, just a shadow. A shadow of someone walking across. Yeah. And now he comes out. And now we kind of go in his mind. I don't yeah. know what that shot was about. Yeah, so I think that scene is where the murder happens. And then we come out of the TV. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the fact that he hates video cameras and the Mystery Man specifically uses the video camera, it's like he wants to teach him a lesson or something. Or he wants to... He wants to force him to confront his yeah, problems. Yeah, I think so. While at the same time helping him run away. Or maybe he thinks, like, by helping him, he'll make him confront his problems. 
Yeah, see, here's that, like, skylight thing again. I think we should be asking where's Patricia Arquette. Yeah, because she was the one who was always getting the videotapes. Yeah. And now he just gets it. And he just puts it in and he doesn't go look for her. Yeah. But it's weird to say that's the night he killed her before when all these all this stuff should have been happening after he killed her, right? So it's right. kind of like, at some point, she's we're seeing her after she's dead. Yeah, that's true. Before and after are a bit weird, because it's this loop thing. Yikes. Yeah. I almost feel like we never see the real versions of them in the movie. Because that guy, who... The maniac, you know? Yeah. It shouldn't be the Bill Pullman that we saw this whole time in the movie. You know? There's nothing that she could have done to make him do that. So I feel like, you know, this whole thing we see is uh, some other version of themselves. It's not, already... Not the real... Yeah. Fabricated. It's already fabricated. The real him was completely different. The real him was like... Not necessarily completely, but like, was capable of that level of violence for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty extreme. They show it quickly, but if you actually look at that shot, it's pretty bad. Yeah, there's like dismemberment yeah. and like. Yeah. And it is like he. Now he remembers killing her. Now he remembers being yeah. accused and sent to jail for it. Right. Make yourself at home, fella. You didn't get Henry Rollins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stick your hand out, Chief. Yeah, it's a weird cameo. I, the prison card, they're weird too. Like, mm -hmm. so many characters in this movie are just strange for no particular reason. But maybe I guess what I would wonder is, is this still part of, this is this is not reality also. Like That's what I was still, gonna say. This is still part of it. And maybe the idea, because we know what's going to happen in this scene, maybe the idea is he's in this loop, he's in this part of this reality he created because he couldn't confront what happened, and now that we're getting to the part where he again has to confront what happened, he makes a change and says, no, I still yeah. can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. goes into a, a second reality yeah. where he's a different person. Even different from... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And maybe that's why everyone's so strange. Because mm -hmm. it, it, it already is. He's already in the Lost Highway, if you will. Yeah. But it does make... It makes for a strange experience as a viewer the first time. To, like, watch the movie and you're already in the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't realize it. You think you're well, discovering but it. But when you watch the end, it kind of proves the point, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. But it's a nice it's a nice trick to pull on an audience, I think. Yeah. But yeah, he's clearly flashed. He doesn't look like Bill Pullman in this shot. It's a weird shot. It looks like they're standing. Something was wrong with his chin. Yeah. His jawline is, is really strange. I yeah. wonder if that's on purpose to set up this transformation. I don't know. I'm noticing it's always two people. Yeah. I'm noticing all these side characters are always doubles. In pairs. In pairs yeah. 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 Yeah, so these, like, physical manifestations, like, that's a thing. I forgot about this part. That runs through. I always appreciate it. He doesn't say, here, take these. Mm -hmm. He just gives it to him and makes him swallow. <laughs> yeah. Drugs don't fail. Now, this is interesting because this precipitates the change. So, yeah. it's interesting that he couldn't sleep because of the memories. Yeah. And now he's going to, you know, lose consciousness and something big's going to happen. Yeah. I think Christopher Nolan loves this movie. But it's sort of... Yeah. It's sort of... Dreams and reality and... Yeah, oh yeah, perspective. I mean, there is definitely something in common with Memento. Oh, for sure. A guy who has guilt about something he did to his mm -hmm. wife and not able to... Wants to create his own anymore. memories. But yeah, this whole, like, physical manifestation, it really, it kind of reminds me of the, the thing I lost with the barrier and stuff. It's almost like because he's in this crazy temporal loop, it has some kind of mm -hmm. physical manifestation. That one's pretty fucked up. Which one? Nice.
I never really thought about the drugs as having any effect on this. Well, it's interesting it didn't actually make him sleep. Yeah. So, maybe he's fighting, maybe he's fighting going to sleep, and this is causing his headache. I don't know. What's up here? Yeah. And now we're getting the, 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 the song again. Yeah. Now he's going to have visions. Yeah. And I love the curtain effect. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting yeah, yeah. reality as a curtain. Yeah. And, and we see this, this place burning in uh, reverse. The reverse explosion, yeah. This made me think, like, we'll see it explode later. <laughs> that doesn't happen. And then we'll say, oh, that's why. Yikes, mystery man. Yeah. Of course he's got a creepy cabin. This weird lighting thing, like, this happened also when he was watching the videotape of it's, him it, killing it, her. Yeah. It's, like, connected. It's to... connected to transformation or realization yeah. or something. Now he's on the Lost Highway. Yep. Yep. And he whew, runs into... About Zargetti, who's like standing in his front lawn, and also in the desert at the same time. Yeah, it's almost like Bill Pullman populated this world, and now he's just going to go into somebody else who, who in the context of the world, has his own existence. Yeah. that shot with the mystery man is the mystery man like okay I see what you're about to do or is he like I'm here to help you do that yeah it's not clear that shot when you go into the throat or whatever that was yeah yeah it's weird how the transformation is really like physical yeah it's very like Cronenberg yeah it gets visceral and yeah but yeah you're right I think if the whole universe is kind of there for him then it sort of makes sense that Balthazar Getty has his own existence, and he can just pop in yeah. to him. Like, he could have potentially lost high weight into somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it, it's, that always bothered me before that he had his own life, but it's okay. Everyone here has their own lives. Yeah. It's like a video game where the, the, the other characters that are there, like, don't really have anything to do until you yeah. are observing them. You know, but in the con- from their perspective, they would have their own right. thing right. the whole time. And so when he pops in, there's people there, and they're like, you know, they know stuff about him and stuff. And I always think it's interesting, too, that he doesn't become him where he is. Mm-hmm. You know, Balthazar Getty shows up here, not the other way around. Right. This is George. I'm not entirely certain, Captain. You'll have to see for yourself. But yeah, I guess where he is matters. He can make other people come to him, but he cannot project himself outward. That's not for Madison. No, sir, it's not. That guy, 
the the guard guy. Mm-hmm. Is he Big Lebowski? Yes. Okay, he's the the, the landlord. He's the landlord. Okay. Yep. This is some spooky shit we got here. Holy crap. Yeah. And he's beat up. Yeah, he's got that thing on his head. Oh, yeah, his him. nose was bleeding. Yeah. We know who the stranger is. His name is Peter Randall Dayton. 24 years old. Arrested five years ago. What was Bill Pullman's character's name? Fred Madison. Okay. Like hot rod mom and dad show up. <laughs> yeah, the leather jackets. <laughs> the double it's like Terminators or something. Yeah. This is what Lynch is good at. That ho- don't say a word, guys. Mm. There's no need to say anything. Yeah. It's so much better if you don't. Yeah, it really works. You you get it. You get the point. Yeah. I also like there's a retro feel to this, and I feel like you're not sure if somehow there's a like, time travel involved mm-hmm. and they go back in time somehow. Right. And it's like they don't they don't have motorcycles. Why are they leather jet? You know. Like, yeah, they're driving a station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they they used to be like that, and they, but they still. Yeah, but the, people don't usually keep stuff like like I don't know. Like, maybe they still have the, the bikes. Yeah, maybe they do. They just didn't take them out. There's another pair. Was Ford something else they referenced? Am I making that up? Ford? Ford? I don't think so. Maybe the idea is, is Bill Pullman's psyche reached out to the Lost Highway and grabbed Balthazar Getty and pulled him back or something. Yeah. And I, I think at first he... I don't... I think he doesn't fully remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's part of what it's about. For sure. If not all of what it's about. But I think he realizes something's different. Mm-hmm. Like there's some sense of like I haven't been this person all my life. Well, he's gotta he's gotta first say I just woke up in a prison. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah. 
Yeah. And of course, we never find out exactly what that was like for mm-hmm. the other characters. That night remains a mystery. Well, that's a that's a crazy shot too. Like that backyard. There's an empty chair. Yeah. Does the empty chair represent something? Yeah. Do we ever see his girlfriend, like the girl who was standing there shouting at him? Yeah, oh yeah, we're going to see her very oh, soon. Oh, that's right. She has a big part to play. Yeah, so she was there that night, too. Yep. It's about to be. Yeah. What's happening? What happened to your face? I love that line, what's happening to you. Yeah. Not what happened to you. It's an ongoing process. Yet another crazy cameo. Yeah, it's a great cameo to have. It's interesting that they're following him mm-hmm. because that's kind of independent. It makes sense. Like, they're trying to figure out well, how this guy got into a secure facility. Right. It's totally logical, but because, you know, it doesn't seem like Bill Pullman's initiating that. It feels like that's an independent 
force. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? That he's not in control of, or he's not even aware of. For sure, yeah. You know? Just because, like, so much of the world is about him. Well, but there's a lot of forces he's not in control of. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, he's not, he's not God. (laughs) What happened? Well, it's like any dream, right? You're not, if you're not aware that you're dreaming, you're not controlling everything, even though you, you're subconsciously you are. That's true. By calling him Mr. Eddie, they don't make the connection yet. They're, yeah, they're obscuring the reveals. So we're not really questioning his identity. But it also fits in because there's a lot of people with double names. And obviously that whole theme of yeah. duality. And it's almost like in one universe he's Mr. Eddie and in another one he's Dick LaRonz. But it could just be a pseudonym, right? Like, oh, yeah. If he's a crime guy, like... Sure, sure. They can have more than one, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. And one of them could just be his name. Mm-hmm. Give that a try. It could be Dick Edward Laurent. <laughs> it's true. LA. Yep. Mulholland Drive before the movie. Driving dangerously. Really quickly. It's, it's a bit much. 
I mean, 1,400 horsepower is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I guess that's part of his character, but it's funny that he teaches him about roadside safety by, like, driving insane speeds and running his car off the road. He's not trying to teach him roadside safety. Isn't oh, he? I see what you're saying. Well, no, he's teaching this guy a lesson for flicking him off. Well, okay. But the thing he yells at him about is tailgating. Yeah. But he forgave him for that, right? Because he was like, okay, just ask me. <clears throat> so that's how he flicks him off that it's time to, to fight, right? gonna do this and he let him pass him just so he could come up behind him. Maybe that's the idea. Yeah. I mean, because he never even references the flicking off thing. Yeah. It did seem like it set him well, he, off. He, but... he did not like the tailgating. Yeah. But what precipitated the need to do this, I think, is the question. Right. But I think it's fair to say he, he, he let the guy go ahead so he could do this too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very Tarantino scene. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, Pete. But tailgating is one thing I cannot tolerate. Oh, right, they didn't notice that he left. Yeah, they were just stuck there. Right, they couldn't have been there. If they followed him, they would have seen the tailgating thing. Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah. So now we know that he's connected to the Bill Pullman story as well, not just about the Zargetti. Yeah. Mystery Man was supposed to be his friend. Walking out of the shadows. Yeah. Is he looking in a mirror? Okay. Yeah, reflections. I wasn't sure. 
But yeah, like Bill Pullman sort of does this. And he's like, is this my face? Yeah, Maybe exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't think he fully remembers Bill Pullman, but he well, knows the question is, who's remembering who? <laughs> That's yeah. what I think is a question. It's a good question. Yeah, how much of the original Balthazar Getty is still there? Yeah. I mean, is Bill Pullman dormant right now, and the whole point is to reawaken him? Right. Lorfin Boyle, like, yeah, he likes that type, definitely. Yeah, and much as Lorfin Boyle was in Twin Peaks, she's sort of like the good one. Mm-hmm. Whereas Patricia Arquette's character is the dangerous, scary one. Yeah. The Laura Palmer, if you will. Promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Blonde. Yep. You want to talk about this? That song's on the radio. So the song Bill Pullman was wailing out on the sax is now playing on the radio, and it's at, it's affecting him. I mean, it's, you know, you could look at it and say it's it's uh, a fragment of reality bleeding through or yeah. something. Like, yeah, that's what it comes off as. It's a crazy thing to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. Jack Nance. 
Like that was really painful. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of reality bleeding mm -hmm. through. And maybe that's what that was about. It was foreshadowing her arrival. Yeah. yeah. That's a good shot. Mm -hmm. I'll leave the caddy like I told you. Get a chance to give her the once over today. Her sure. the once over. Uh, mm -hmm. Want to pick it up later on, or uh, or in the morning? If you finish it, I'll be back later today. That'll be done. Yeah, I'm happy. I like movies like this where like things are like metaphorical and stuff. You're my man, Pete. You know that seems like it means something. Yeah. Now I wonder, you know, with the theory we're going with now, that Bill Pullman killed his wife and he can't deal with it, he's in this altered reality that's now forcing him to go into Dr. Getty's body, and it's kind of like, Seeing this other woman who looks like her, is that an accident? You know? An accident? Yeah. Or a coincidence, you know, that he just happened to go into someone who's connected to this version of her. You know, or is this another example of, of the truth permeating his reality? Like whoever he went into... Something like this would have happened yeah. eventually. Everything or he just happened through. to go into the person who is also right. going to be seduced by a woman like that. Yeah. Like, I think it's not clear. It could go either way. But he really loves scenes like that. Yeah. With the characters like having these long, meaningful looks. Yep. But I think because, like, you know, the, the original Patricia Arquette was connected also to, mm -hmm. to Dick Laurent, and, uh, and the fact that she, I mean, she explicitly seems to be the mystery man, or at least, like, strongly connected with him, it really does seem like she's put there on purpose. Mm -hmm. But she's dead, though. I mean, like, you know, it's like... That's why I feel like she's kind of fabricated. Like, she's not really there. This version? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to all the other characters, she's there. But she didn't exist before the switch. Hmm. But she's also some version of the original Patricia Arquette, right? Yes. But I think... Yeah, I mean, she clearly represents the original Prince Charquette, but I think she's been entirely fabricated for this scenario, because once the spell is broken and the mystery man's there, she disappears from the pictures, and it's just the, the other one. Yeah. 
Wakefield, wake up. <laughs> if she told you her name's Alice, she's lying. Alice, Alice in Wonderland, dreaming, I don't know. Yeah. And obviously she's, she's got the blonde wig. Mm-hmm. So, she's representing a kind of contrast. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also the way she instantly pursues him. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's it's all on purpose. But is that like Bill Pullman's idea that she was promiscuous and now she's even coming after this version of him? It does seem like that's playing a role, but I feel like the mystery man is responsible for this. Mm-hmm. How they do their lines in this movie is so crazy. Yeah. That's where I give credit to Lynch's director. Because he often gets actors to like say lines in a very strange way. Mm-hmm. She's got a white fingernail polish on, yeah. where the other one had black fingernail polish on. Yeah. I feel like you, you can make an argument that the point would be more impactful if she just looked exactly like right. the original portrait. Right. It'd be tougher for the audience to figure what's out, what's going on. But. True. And I think he just likes that contrast. Yeah. But I'm not sure how similar she's supposed to be to the original one. If she's really supposed to be opposite, or... She's really the same, but she looks opposite. Like, I'm not really sure what they want us to think about. I think she's supposed to be the same, and she just looks different. Yeah. Because she's... 
She doesn't do anything you wouldn't expect the other two-shot cat to do. Right. Necessarily. Man, these sky shots, I forgot about. Yeah, they do a lot of those. I don't really know why those shots are in there. It's a it's a running thing in the second part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they go out to the desert, and that's where the cabin is. It seems vaguely connected that to me. I feel like Locke should be in one of these motel rooms. <laughs> so you don't know who pulled up there to see then? Oh, someone pulled up. Yeah, we were seeing somebody pull up and spying uh, on them. We don't know who it is. I didn't really think about that. Hello? Oh, there's another one of those. Yeah. Yeah, so this is after that car pulled up. Yeah. I have to go Never see her whole face. Oh, this, I think that's what's interesting about this movie. A lot of times these events happen and you're not sure what the cause and effect is. Right. Because it's like, all of a sudden this is happening and I, is it from the previous call? Right. What, what's the context? Yeah, it's not clear. Zooms past mm-hmm. and they catch up. Yeah, it's nice. I like this. Are those lens flares? Yeah. But these are actual lens flares, like from optical, uh-huh. you know, an optical lens flare, not a digital one. Oh, they're digital lens flares? Like the ones JJ Angel Oh, for uses? sure, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, you get a lens flare from light reflecting through the, lens of the camera, and that's. Yeah. No, I think those are all digital. That's why they're everywhere and, and very specific. I thought he just arranged the conditions to make the lens flares. I'm sure they're enhanced somehow. Okay. But no, you're right. Those were real.
and they're, they're like sitting yeah. out, sitting in a dark, in the and the dark. light comes on, and yeah, yeah, it's just weird. Like, what happened? What did they see? It's like so bad they can't even say it out loud. feel like somehow they saw that. Somehow they saw evidence that he murdered somebody or... Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lynch doesn't show you what they saw because it it's unfilmable. Yeah. What they what they saw happen. Right. I, I'm more, I want to think about the, the man that was there and, and what that has to do with the two. Sure right. Yeah, who do you think the man is? My guess would obviously be the mystery man. Part of me thinks it's Bill Pullman, though, but I don't know. <laughs> it could be Bill Pullman. I swear, I love that. That would be the other choice. Predictable ending. She sits in weird places and makes phone calls. Mm-hmm. They never give a context either. They don't show where she is. It's just like face. I feel like she's calling from a hotel there. Yeah, that would make more sense. 
Now her nails are green. And black? No, I think it's just the lighting. Oh, okay. I'm not positive for the nose. And there is something about how, like, he was, he was worried about, you know, Bill Pullman was worried about what Patricia Arquette was doing behind his back. And now he's the guy who's and now he's being the guy. cheated. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. interesting. I was thinking earlier it'd be interesting, you know, instead of Dick Laurent being her, her main guy, it's, it would be Bill Pullman being her main guy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which calls into question Dick Laurent is dead. Is that Bill Pullman? I know a guy. Is it, hey, I'm telling you you're dead? That's interesting. Let's think about that <laughs> as we keep watching. I also like it. He's in this, you know, because Balthazar is like a teenager, basically. Yeah. Late, late teens, early 20s maximum. Yeah. He's basically with an older woman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He doesn't really like the girl he's with, who's his age. Right. No Pete. Mm -hmm. Again, another line. There is no Pete. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is the same yeah. story. Yeah. So we we want to assume Patricia Arquette, the first version, the dark-haired version, did do pornos. When yeah. he says what job, she's like, I don't remember. It's probably mm -hmm. her lying. Right. Right. Because she doesn't want to tell him. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. She was living that life and like secretly going off and building pornos and well, no, before though, before, people. yeah, 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 before they were together, before maybe. Bill Pullman, yeah, before yeah. that, yeah. yeah, okay. But she never necessarily left her old ways because she's right. still hanging out with that she's guy still... who was making them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess you're right. Maybe we're learning about her past. Because I kind of wondered about this. Mm -hmm. It's weird because she does... It makes me think she was blonde during these days. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would make sense. You know, because I feel like she's somewhat of a fabricated character here. It is tough to know if this is yeah. what this really is. Exactly. And maybe this is his explanation of her backstory. It's tough to know if it's true. Right. But it might very well be true. And then there's this. There's like... 
This isn't just a job when you're forced to do it. Yeah. And again, is this his is this his way of um, um, rationalizing the choices she made? Like she didn't really want to do this, right. but they forced her. Yeah. She's corrupted. This is the moment she's corrupted. Yeah. But I, yeah, I really can't tell how much of this is, how much of this reality and how much of this is Bill Pullman's judgment. Yeah. I mean, it's not unbelievable that something like this would happen, given mm -hmm. what we know about his character. And it could be something he's making up to justify what he did. Yeah. And it's not necessarily true. Yeah. But since, like, she didn't say what job it was, he's thinking right. the worst thing possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the thing about pornos and videotape is still relevant here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's a very interesting shot, too. If Dick Laurent is Bill Pullman and Bill yeah. Pullman is Balthazar Getty. He's a good point. Because it ties in with your theory pretty well. See, I feel like that's a weird transition because she doesn't respond, but it's like they were holding a gun on me. Mm -hmm. If if she told you the story, you should know why she didn't just No, leave. but that's the thing. Like, I think you're supposed to know the gun was... Like, we're seeing... It's hard to know what the detail she's conveying, but I think the idea is... He knows what we just saw, but he's saying you liked it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even though you were forced to do it. Right. You know, don't you want to ask me why? Right, right. Right, like, she's hiding things. She never reveals her true feelings. She's always elusive. Mm -hmm. He'll never have her. That's his name, So now he's, he's going to do violence slash yep. murder. Yep. 
But there's this promise of escape mm-hmm. and happiness. And I think it's pretty much doomed to fail. But yeah, she has sort of corrupted him. You're fucking somebody else, aren't you? You fuck me whenever you want. You don't call. Who is she? Stop it. What's the bitch's name? I'm sorry. Oh, you're sorry? You're sorry? You're sorry, you piece of shit. You're sorry. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, what does she want him to tell him? Like, they they know something. It's crazy. I won't bother you. Or any member of your family ever Yeah, that shot. That's weird. This really makes it seem like he's in on it. Mm-hmm. You sure you're okay? Everything all right? Yeah. Like he knows the role he's playing in this situation. I'm really glad to know you're doing good. But it's also like he's he's this dirt like this one didn't happen before. It's like he's doing this now because he's screwing the wife. So this yeah, is this true. is what you get now. So you think Mystery Man came to him? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. Let me see what this scene is. Where is it you think we met? At your house. Don't you remember? Well, see, that's interesting, because that's what the parents said. You came home with a man. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. In the East, the Far East, when a person is sentenced to death, they're sent to a place where they can't escape. Never knowing when an executioner may step up behind them and fire a bullet. What's going on? It's been a pleasure talking to you. Hey, I just wanted to jump on and tell you that I'm really glad you're doing okay.
It makes me want to know what's going on in that room where they are. Mm-hmm. What they're talking about when they're not on the phone. And they're gone. Yeah. Because, like, if he knows what's going on, I mean, maybe he's not angry or jealous. He just knows the part he's supposed to play in this situation. But I, I don't think these other characters are that cognizant of this world and what's going on. That would be weird to me. If anybody Mystery Man knows what's going on, and I feel like everybody else needs to be within the confines of, like, the character that they're playing. It would be weird to me if Mr. Eddie knew this whole bigger idea of Bill Pullman and the guilt and this whole... Like, that would be weird to me. Because his motivations are, are just strictly, you know, you don't have to go outside of that for his motivations, right? Yeah, that's true. So does Mystery Man supply him with information? I think Mr. Eddie pulled up and saw them. I think, I think, you know, Mystery Man is facilitating some sort of, like, Hitman, I, you know, I think the question is, what, what does Mr. Eddie slash the Garant think Mystery Man is? I think that's yeah. the question to answer. It seems potentially notable that uh, Andy said he was a friend of Dick Laurent's. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. It just makes me think his character might have a slightly different level than some of the others. Because mm-hmm. no one else really directly collaborates with the Mystery Man like that. Mm-hmm. Is that guy wearing horns? It looked like it. And like this, is this music in the room or is this the soundtrack? It's hard to tell because it started right when mm-hmm. he walked in. Rammstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's not. That was soundtrack. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it past Andy to be playing that. It's like a sound of a, you know, when you jump into a pool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the water reflected on the ceiling. It's strange. It's a weird death.
And it's interesting, because just from a forensics point of view, I think this death covers up, you know, that attack he hit him in the mm-hmm. head with. And it's almost like this could be written off as an accident. Mm-hmm. Good point. Which you could question, did he actually kill this guy in real life too? Yeah. If that if if yeah. Strike Cat was sleeping. That's with a good him. point. I never thought about that. Since we were already in the crazy world to begin with, like it's totally possible. Cause there's something in that look mm-hmm. when she's like you killed him. And this is actually, you know, on video, t- uh, projected now. Yeah. So, okay, now this is an interesting thing to, to analyze. So yeah. Mr. Eddie, Dark Hair, Patricia Cat, Blanc, Patricia Cat, and what's the other guy's name? Andy. Andy. Yeah, they were together. I love that question. Are both of you real? Which is the obvious answer. That feels like a lost thing. The one that's me is the one that looks like me. But she doesn't acknowledge that. Well, and, and it's almost like she was with Eddie, I mean Andy, mm-hmm. and Dark Hair Cat was with Dick Yeah. Yeah, you're right, it comes off that way. But it does seem like she should say, like, we're twin sisters or something. It's like, the resemblance is striking. Even if they have different colored hair. But yeah, here we have another, like, future memory kind of sequence. Where he's in the hotel now. Well, I think he's, he's now, he's teleported. Yeah. And the physical manifestation... down there. Uh-huh. Red hair. Yep. Yeah, and that's all about the adultery. That's all about whatever Bill Pullman killed her for. Yeah. Yeah. Or he found out she had this porno pass, and that was too much for him. Mm-hmm. And, but he never got to find out why she did it. Yeah. So he was making up this whole thing about her being forced. and Yeah. Yeah, like they never actually talked about it. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense if it was their relationship was anything like what we saw at the beginning of the film. Right. They didn't talk about anything that no. was important. 
Tiana. George Christopher. Yeah, if you just kind of do this movie from when you first see about the second, not the point you first see, but when you first like at work and at home till now, it's a film noir. Yeah. I mean, I've still you got to cut out some crazy moments. Yeah, but this is totally a film noir plot of the, the yeah. femme fatale and using him mm-hmm. to get the money to kill off the guy she doesn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a second, especially when you first watch it, you think maybe she's gonna betray him mm-hmm. and like run off with the thing, you know? But it's actually about him. So that's not that's not gonna. And happen. it's it's not about her this guy being betrayed. Yeah. So it's not gonna really happen. Exactly. But it's a it's a cool moment. Come on, baby. Cause she, it it makes you not trust her a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he should blink. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, looks like they're gonna get away with it in a happy ending, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And see, now they're on the They're actually line. driving it. So I, I, I want to kind of figure out why at this moment they get to go to the mystery man. And, you know, he's, he, he's got the girl. He's got a way out to be with her. She chose him. And now it's got to end. You know, it's yeah. like... I like that. I like this, you know, this idea of it this place where they need to meet forming and this is the way he's showing that it's forming into existence. Right. Yeah. But, you know, in the context of this part of the story, she should know that's Dick Laurent's friend. Presumably she should know that's Dick Laurent's friend. Right? So, why show up here with this guy? Right. To fence this thing. Right. Well, I feel like we never quite find out who the guy is. I mean, I guess it's implied that it's Mystery Man. I think the idea is supposed to be Mystery Man. But, you know, we never see them together. Because she kind of is Mystery Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, th- this whole scenario is concocted, I think. Mm-hmm. He was never going to escape. Well, and that line, I keep wanting to get a good reason for that line that Mystery Man says, you know, when you're sitting away in the far, mm-hmm. far east, you're just waiting for someone to shoot you in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. I feel like something like that needs to happen. Right. And here's a gun. Love this. So maybe this Love is the this. shot in the head. They like. left the gun in the car. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what that is about. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I mean, the fact that he was on death row, I think, is relevant to that line. But, yeah. 
an old ass radio. Oh! That's why they showed the gun, because the gun was supposed to be in his pants. Huh. I still don't quite get it. But the gun was supposed to be in his pants. Mm-hmm. Remember, she tells him to put it in your pants? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Out at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume... Why that matters, I don't know, but at sure. least it wasn't just a gun out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I kept forgetting the... It did come from somewhere. But they cut to it like, oh no, they left the gun in the car. What does that mean? She said, I love you more than ever? No, she said, don't you still want me? Oh. And he said more than ever? She said more than ever. He said, don't you still want me? She said, don't you still (laughs) want me? Okay, she said both lines. Yeah, it was all her. Okay. That exchange is weird. Yeah. And here's the song. Here's the song. This time, full volume. Yeah. It's like, don't you still want this idealized version of me that wants you and would leave a powerful man to be with you? Something like that is there. Yeah. Even though she's not perfect. And light again. Yeah. The blowing dust is kind of like a smoke. Mm-hmm. And we get the blue lightning thing going on. Yeah, this is a huge moment. Yeah. It's really bright in those headlights. Yeah. It's not like a porno in that, you know, the light, the light from the headlights being like a projection. Yeah. Damn, Joe. <laughs> That's what it always looks like to me. I know it's not really the point. It's like, you know, getting him to admit something, you know, he finally admitted he wanted her, and now it's like, okay, yeah, you can't ever have it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that that's that feels really logical now. <laughs> and that snaps him out of it. Yikes. Yeah. He's got which his calls off. Like, which calls into question the transformation that Balthazar Getty went through. Yeah, because it was very different. And where's Balthazar Getty right now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he was his own independent person. And he's there for the transformation, yeah. so potentially he was there for Balthazar's. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was definitely there for Balthazar's. We saw that shot earlier. Now, did he put on Balthazar's clothes? I, I think these so. are his clothes. I can't tell, but unless he puts on that leather jacket, right? Which is that? Is that not the leather jacket? It might be. Looks like leather jacket. I want to see what Balthazar was wearing before. <laughs> that would help me figure that part out. It is a leather jacket. It is a leather least. jacket at least. Yeah, you can look at this as like the the Michigan lured him through all of these different circumstances to here to yep. the final revelation Resource. acceptance. Alice, who? Her name is Renee. If she told you her name is Alice, she's lying. Yep. But he could have also said there is no Alice, right? That's but true. he acknowledges she exists, but she's an imposter. It's the same. It's a weird. And then who are you? Yeah. Objective reality here with the video yeah, camera. Yeah, that's what it's about. Forcing him to remember things how they happened. Yeah. The way he reaches out. Yeah, and then, so now you can definitely tie that back to the videotapes at the beginning and how yep. he was being sent those things. Yep, yep. And they served a similar function then, too. Yeah. But he tries to run away. Almost like this part of the movie is like, what? You know, this Nexus having yeah. a Lost Highway Hotel is, is, is an extra level. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because now it kind of loops back. She's alive again. And now she's with him. And now she's with, with him. Which could be the guy she was cheating with in the original reality. Right. So it's either, you know, he's coming to destroy... It's like I can almost figure out something here. Yeah. Now, before it was Room 26... Oh, really? Where he saw... I'm pretty sure it was room 26 where he saw her with the red hair. Well, I think he oh, goes into the neighboring room. That's, what yeah. it is. That's exactly what it is. So room 26 is where they were... You know, the conceptual version of where the affair was happening. Right. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, it's not clear to me whether he knew about this, the original uh, Bill Pullman, or if he's fabricating this because this is what he suspected. Well, it's a lost hotel. Most yeah. likely, this is all metaphorical. Exactly. Exactly. And she's leaving at a certain time. He likes or doesn't like. It's late or something. Yeah. But it's, it seems like he was trying to escape from Mystery Man. Like, he was trying to run away from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But at a certain point... It it, it gets harder for me to understand this, yeah, this the, segment yeah, of the movie. Yeah, this part gets a little dense. <laughs> a little more dense. Like, I almost get it. It almost totally works. But then this scene So is that the coming, gun? I assume that's the gun. So that's the gun from the car. Yeah. Which is where he did leave the gun in the car. Yeah. So he just got out of the car now. Yeah. Is that all the gun's about? <laughs> Maybe that was the best way to show the continuity of the gun, because Balthazar does take his clothes off. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Which makes sense is why he would leave it, because then when he becomes Bill Pullman, it'd be weird to, like, put your clothes back on and then grab that gun. Right. Right. Is it some kind of revenge fantasy? I want to figure out a way Dick LaRon is him. I want to figure out a way where he's destroying some version of himself that needs to be destroyed. He's watching the thing play out, even if he got away, seemingly, mm -hmm. the Mystery Man is still in control of the situation. I almost want to just make it a, a big blanket statement, like Dick Laurent's the guy that destroyed his marriage, basically, Yeah. but he's the guy who destroyed his marriage, so it's like, right. I feel like something there is relating. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, maybe there was a Dick Laurent, but mm -hmm. there's... To the extent that he has to take responsibility for what happened, yeah. he is Dick Laurent. It's, yeah, this part here. Yeah. Whereas before he seemed threatening, and... I think he's always... I think you can say he's always helpful, but when you need somebody to do something they don't want to do, then you would come off as threatening. You're pushing them towards something. Right. Even if it's like, you know, forcing somebody to take their medicine, sort of, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, so this bit here, like, makes me think that Mystery Man's doing something to Dick Clarot, too. Which I guess would make sense if it's him. You know, but they make him watch something. Let me see.
Marilyn Manson cameo. Mm-hmm. And this is an extra level. Yeah. Because it's not just pornos anymore. It's like a, a porno horror. Yeah, almost like a snuff film. Like, yeah. Great. It's the extra touch. Mm-hmm. It could have just gone black. And then it's like real time. Yeah, it's like, who's. How is that? Yeah. It's almost like this is why this happened to you. Yeah. We have to have a a whispering. I'm sure we'll find out next season what he said. Yeah. I have no idea what he could have said. But in Bull Pullman's mind, like, what's changed from when he was chasing him outside with the camera and, like, yelling at him? And now it's like... I mean, maybe just because he came to his aid when he was in trouble... Um, I think he told. I think he told him to go. I think he told him to go tell him Dick Warren's dead. I think that's what he told him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's totally what he said. So here we see how the picture changed, and this is one of the things that makes me think there is no blonde Patricia again. That's Fred Madison's wife, Dick Warren. So this is sort of in context, Bill Pullman's. A quote unquote objective confirmation mm-hmm. that his wife was with all these people and did yeah. all this stuff. And... I think there's no such thing as a bad coincidence. It is weird that Mystery Man ends up killing him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that they were together like earlier and he was talking on the phone and it almost seems like he's involved. Like he's got his own thing. And he was with the other one, and the blonde one I don't think ever existed. So if you had any theories about who that was on the other com... Spoiler alert. But yeah, that's totally what he whispered in his ear. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I think we realized that last time. And it's weird. Like, why are they even after him? Because he escaped from jail. They don't know that. Those aren't the cops who are following Balthazar Getty. 
these are the yeah, cops. but they were talking to the cops that followed. Actually, Dr. you know Kennedy what's funny is in the house. Oh, you're like right. the ones, the ones, they're the ones. Yeah, but uh, it's just weird that they show up and they see Bill Pullman. They don't necessarily know he went to jail for that murder, right? No, I think they do. Why do they know that? Because they're the ones that arrested him. I mean, they show they're the ones that say like, "Sit down, killer." You know, oh. like right after he realizes. The cops he calls about the burglary is the same cops who arrest him? That's the way they portray well, it. Well, this scene, this made me think, you know, when they said we'd be watching the house, that somehow, since Bill Pullman is up there, you know, well, it's a weird loop, so it's kind of tough, but... That's true. Yeah, I mean, the timeline's strange, but as we know... Because like, it's like, they got to the house, and see, this is like he's going to change into somebody else. Yep. He's still not over it. Yeah. That might be one of the scariest, like, things ever. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And you feel like it's going to pull up to somebody else and it just starts another cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm confused about the cops. Um, because they, 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 they pull up and they see him and he immediately runs as if he did something wrong. Mm-hmm. But why? What? What? What is? What did he do that they'd be after him for? They murdered his wife. He was on death row. I agree, it's problematic because of the timeline shift. But like that, you know, he's the one. It's just weird to me that, that it's like they show up to his house to find the guy who was on death row and escaped. Like, they just show up in the morning. Well, so, like, they showed them with the cops that were following Pete at the house where, like, Andy was killed. And they, they showed the picture and they say, we found Pete Davies prints all over this place. And I think because, you know, he's the one who replaced Fred Madison in prison. I'm assuming that they went back to his house to follow up to maybe see if there was anything, you know. Hmm. Like, I assume it's connected. Since they sh- the previous scene shows them at the at the house, mm-hmm. they think, like, Pete Davis up to something. Maybe Fred, maybe Fred Madison is involved. Maybe there's some crazy conspiracy between the two of them or something. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a good 80% of the movie that you can make make sense, and there's that impenetrable 20%. Yeah. I, I think the part that's clear is that, like, a lot of the world is created for him. The point of the movie is that he's, he's stuck in this kind of endless loop of, uh, you know, remaking his life, but always, always eventually uh remembering what happened and being haunted by what happened. Well, cuz what's weird about the movie is it, it it has a loop but then it goes on afterwards. So right. he's going to go into something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why I almost feel like he should have gotten he should have got catharsis. But he, he kind of didn't. No, I don't think he did. Yeah, it seems like at the end he got to live out some kind of fantasy, but yeah, it didn't. It wasn't sufficient. Yeah, the the end part is confusing. I don't really understand what's going on there, and the role the the mystery man's playing in the end. Mm-hmm. 
Because, like, you'll never have me and all that stuff. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I feel like that was all really clear. But, yeah, the final the final revelations are, are really confusing. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Um... But I think the general theme is clear, and I think it, it ties in with what Mystery Man said about being sentenced to death and just, like, wandering around, never knowing. what Like, he's kind of living in that state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Things are never good for very long. There's always this, you know, it's just a matter of time before some crazy thing happens and he has to mm -hmm. transform again. It's like Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Quantum Leap. I've never heard that comparison before. <laughs> it's like you get to the situation, it's just a matter of time before he leaps into somebody else. <laughs> Wow, lost that highway. That first. <laughs> Definitely still good. It holds up. It does. There's a lot of good, a lot of good parts. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like if I watched it like 20 more times, I could make peace with certain elements. But yeah. Um. Yeah, that party scene at the end and those moments. Like, I really want to understand the moment when Balthazar turns into him. Into Bill Pullman and, and, and like the logistics of how the parents explain that night is kind of right. nebulous because they're like, yeah, you know, you came home with her, but then your friend was there. Does that mean they came into the house? You know, does that mean like, uh, Mr. Man was on the lawn? Yeah. You know, like what does it mean to I say mean, we he see was those with shots, you? Like, yeah, like. But did they? But something did like, happen in the front lawn? Yeah, but but was that after like they came into the house and the parents saw the three of them, right? And they did some stuff in the house, and then later they yeah. left, and that's when it changes. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, Mystery Man sort of seems to change his focus at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. It's always bothered me that mm -hmm. ending part. It's it's hard to line up because I feel like every other scene that he has. He has a clear perspective in what he wants to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost like if Dick Laron is an adulterer, well, maybe Mystery Man is there to punish him, too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it seems like it's about him to a certain extent. Like, he's, you know, he's got his own thing, and it's, it's connected mm -hmm. to Fred's thing. But, you know, they're showing him, here's your thing. This is why you're being punished. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, it seems... It seems sort of clear, and the fact that he actually shoots him himself. Yeah. You know, like, that's kind of crazy. And then that, that line when he's like, you and me can really out-ugly them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what he meant. I thought he meant physically. He meant, like, the stuff that they do to people, and, like, you know, the actions that they do are horrible. I think that's what he means. Because he, he just saw, like, the horrible porno he made with, like, horror elements and murder, right? That the thing that they show him on the little player. And afterwards he tell he's basically telling Mystery Man, we can really out ugly them, I think meaning like we're really evil, aren't we? I always assumed he meant physically. I always assumed he meant physically too, but that doesn't really make much sense. To say that then. Yeah. Right? Why make a comment about what you look like physically then? Yeah. You know, I think the idea is out ugly, ugly being bad things. Mm -hmm. You know. 
Yeah, that's and maybe, <gasps> maybe that's the point of the end. Maybe that's the point of that scene is Dick Laurent accepts what he did and then he gets to die. Bill Pullman doesn't accept what he did and he gets to stay in a lost highway forever. Mystery Man lets him go, basically. And that was what Mystery Man said. You're waiting around to get shot in the head. And that's what he does to Dick Laurent, right? And it's like, okay, you have your, your realization. Now you get to go off to wherever you're supposed to go now. You know, Bill Pullman, you don't get yours yet. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. That, I, yeah. That no, makes totally sense right. now. You're totally right. That ties in. It ties in with the earlier part. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That was the point I was missing. He mm-hmm. does specifically talk about, <laughs> you never know when you're going to, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess in some way he accepted what he did. Yeah, he does exactly what he said. He said, "Hey, I'm really bad, right?" Yeah, you know, he didn't say this isn't me. Who is this? Like he he was he totally took credit, you know, ownership of what they showed him, and then he was instantly able to go. And Bill Pullman isn't willing to do that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that helps a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, that helps a lot. See, yeah, I just, I guess because, you know, so much of what we see the Mystery Man do is about Bill Pullman's character. I mean, 98%, and so... But, that, but that's still part of his character, because it, it, it's almost like, hey, Bill Pullman, look what this guy did. Yeah. He admitted to his fault, and now he gets to go. Right. Right. You know, that, it, so it's still kind of about Bill Pullman getting to see an example, right? Yeah. I like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. See, that's why I feel like if you could just think about some of these lines and these moments long enough, it can kind of, it can kind of make more sense if you Because, like, the ugly thing, like, that was the key to understanding yeah. what he meant by that. Yeah, I never thought about the line that way. So then, like, telling him to go say Dick Laron is dead? Like, go, like, kind of a metaphor for saying, like, go tell him there's a way out, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dick Laurent, somebody who does bad things. If you can just... Die, is dead. Yeah. If you can just acknowledge what you did, mm-hmm. then you can get out of this. Yeah. And it, it's his way of kind of trying to tell him that. Yeah. But he doesn't hear it, at least not this time. I think you can make a total... You can make a sequel to this movie where he just does yeah. that whole, a, a similar version and, and different people and, yeah. you know, it would probably still be really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe at the end of that when he can finally, like, go for real. Yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing that, that's the thing that's difficult about the movie. I mean, I think, like, on a moment-to-moment basis, it makes sense. You mm-hmm. see, you know, like, walks in a room, somebody dies, you know, there's, there's, it's not, like, totally abstract. Yeah. But it's just... It's how the pieces fit is the clue. It's the hard part. Exactly. Right? Like, what, how it all adds up. And I think because, as we realize this time, we spend the whole movie in this kind of crazy, uh, fabricated world to some yeah. extent. Um, it just switches from these various things and he can talk to himself later and mm-hmm. he can all of a sudden be in the hotel and the Patricia Arquette's alive again. Yeah. And, you know, like all that stuff. It feels disorienting when you're trying to think of it as a real world thing, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas, like when he appears in the prison, they take their time with it more. The guards are shocked. They treat it 
realistically in a way. Yeah. Like everyone's like, yeah, that's strange, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then at the end, it just it just switches really quickly, and it's it's it was extremely disorienting. Yeah. And I had no idea what to make of the small changes that are made. Um, the cops talking to each other, the picture changing, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I think, yeah, I think if you understand, but I guess that means it's a little bit like the sideways or something. Like, a flash sideways. Yeah, like it's a whole world. I mean, it's like a scary version of that, but like, mm-hmm. it's a, like, it's not just him, you know, but Mystery Man's playing a kind of supervisor type role yeah. of the whole situation. And so, this other guy's there too. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, he, we get to see from that how you move on, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that makes sense. Um, there's a, that was the key. Yeah, that was the key. And that was, the, that was the part I was in missing. The movies, in the movie that I want to really analyze, because I think you can get something from that, but... Um, that's a that's a big one. Um... Yeah. Okay. Right. No. That's what I was gonna assume. Sorry about the cops. Like, you know, he was on prison for death row. You know, those are the cops that arrested him. They they know that Pete like replaced him in prison, and they let him go because they didn't have a reason to hold him. But they were following him anyway. Eventually, they learned Pete. Like, the other cops are following. Yeah, the other cops are following him. But eventually they learn that Pete committed a murder. All four of them are there at the house. And I think maybe the other cops decided to go watch Fred's house because they thought that, you know... I almost feel like it's... He might have pulled some crazy stunt. I mean, it doesn't really work, but I almost feel like it's Fred's prints that are there. You know, because that almost would make sense because now you have all these cops at the end of the movie coming after him, you know... And I don't think you do that for a guy who's just escaped death row. I think you do right. that for a guy who just had just killed somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. but they do say it's Pete's Prince. Yeah. But there is no Pete, is there? Like there was, I guess maybe. Where did Pete go? Yeah, I went when he disappeared in the desert. Did he pop back in somewhere else? Is there going to be another that night that they won't tell him about? Is his or, life No, maybe continue? that's the thing. Maybe there's not two Bill Pullmans at the end. There's Pete at the end who looks like Bill Pullman. Like, maybe that's the idea. You know what I mean? Like, like the the Bill Pullman who jumped into Pete has now taken over Pete. Ah, okay. Okay, kind of like Agent Smith or something. Yeah, and now and now he's in, you know, and then he, you have that moment where you'll never have me. Yeah. And Bill is fully realized back into the situation he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. Pete. Yeah. You know. I see. He still is Pete. He's just completely, yeah, uh, taken over. Yeah. 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 And then that actually solves, I think, solved the time issue. Where it's not necessarily a loop anymore, if it's not the same person, right? So when he when he tells Dick Ron's at the end, if that's really Pete Pullman, you know, Bill Pullman as Pete, right? Then he's he it, it can kind of work. Although you still obviously have a, a time issue because the events later, yeah, affect what's yeah, happening. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you, you still do have the time. You still do have the time loop. 
But that's not where the loop necessarily starts and ends, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's Yeah. I mean the fact that he's sitting in the house and he's somewhere else. I mean it's not inconsistent because we see uh Mystery Man, you know, yeah. come to him at the party and talk to him at the house. Yeah. It's totally possible to be in two places at once in this crazy world if you, you know, have the right, you know. And that's what gets me to a mystery in. So he first saw Wolf Woman was so we met at your house, which is where he killed Patricia yeah. Arquette. And I feel like that's the idea of, you know, when you became evil or when you did this crime that you have guilt over, that's what meant me, me being where I enter your life, like where, you know, the intersection happens. But then it, then you go to Bowser Getty, who's like, yeah, we met at your house too. Yeah. But he didn't do anything bad at that house. Right. The, the craziest thing at the house is when he changed. Yeah. So it, it's not symmetrical exactly, you know. Yeah, but I kind of felt like he was talking to Bill Pullman at that point. And when he said we met at your house, he met at Bill Pullman's house. I guess it's, it's weird because con- Minshew Man was also... It's confusing because uh, he met both of them at their houses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's what I thought he meant when he said that. Mm-hmm. That... It, he was he was speaking to the Bill Pullman inside of him. Is the house of the so the, the the house where they have the party where we first see Mystery Man is that Dick Laurent's house? Like is that the same house at the end where Balthazar kills the guy? Like yeah, no, I thought that was Andy's house. So that's Andy's house. Yeah. Okay, and it's the same it's house. Andy's house. Okay. Yeah, it's the same house. Because if it was Dick Laurent's house, then you'd be like, every time he says, "I met you at your house," it's Dick Laurent's house. Uh, Dick Laurent being Bill Pullman. Right. That almost worked. Right. Almost. Yeah, I don't think we ever see Dick Laurent's house. house. It's Andy's house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I like the idea that he is, but I think I think it works better that Dick Laurent is an independent person and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's allowed to escape. Yeah, I think it's like he's he's tied into it because there is somebody who corrupted, potentially corrupted her. There is somebody who was having an affair with her, um, but also he's an example of how to escape this prison, basically. Yeah. Prison of the yeah. mind yeah. and soul. But I think I think they make that connection pretty explicit by having him like watch this thing. It's really similar to what happened with the videotapes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, in terms of like showing them, you know, what they did and that's the point. That yeah. he was and he didn't react the same way. He yeah. didn't accept yeah. it. And so yeah, I feel like I feel like that connection should have been obvious like twenty years ago. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why that wasn't clear. I tell you, it's about interpreting that line of out ugly, like, like I get it now. I thought he was just saying we're both ugly, mm-hmm. and that's my final words. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's all I got. It's like I'm ugly, and you are too. <laughs> we're man. both we're both really ugly. Yeah. No, and, I, and it makes so much sense that he's the one who shoots him now. Now it makes total sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I And I kind of want to re-look at that scene where Dick Laurent hands the phone to Mystery Man. Because Dick Laurent's kid, you know, he knows that she's cheating with him on Bel- with Balthazar. But he kept saying, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad mm-hmm. you're... Almost like... Like... The idea that he... 
he's far away from the realization of what really what he should realize. You know, almost like I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like he's in he's in he's in a good position to be fucked with right now. Like, you think you're fine. Like, because he shouldn't think he's fine, right? The more he realizes something's wrong, the closer he is to the truth. So if he keeps saying, I'm okay, that's the denial. Yeah. You know? So I feel like there's something there of, like, oh, okay, I'm glad you're in denial. Like, now something can happen. Mm -hmm. You know? Don't quite, I can't quite explain it, but I feel like there's something there with that. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But I also want to add now... With the perspective that Mystery Man is also operating on Dick Laurent, it sort of makes that scene make more sense in retrospect. The fact that he's actually there with him. You yes. know. Explain? What do you mean? Uh, I don't really know how to explain it better than that. I just mean that uh, because Dick Laurent is, is a part of this world in terms of he did something... And he's there in a way to like accept it and deal with it. And Mystery Man's there to kind of facilitate that or continue to torture him if he doesn't. You know, um, the fact that they're together in that scene sort of, to me at least, somewhat reinforces the point that Mystery Man is working on him as much as he's working on mm, Bill Pullman. Yeah. You know, because we don't see him like working on other characters. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're you saying. Know? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's sort of... Because that, yeah, that connection always seems strange to me. But yeah, he's introduced as a friend of Dick Laurent's. And so, yeah, maybe it's sort of like he... He was already doing his Dick Laurent thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, Dick Laurent had to go through who knows what to get to the point where... And they just kind of intersected. Well, and I feel like Dick Laurent's thing isn't necessarily like he was ever stuck in a lost highway, right? Right. Because he didn't necessarily have guilt about what he did. Right. You know, so this might be his first version of this. Sure. He just gets to go. Stuck in the last highway only to the extent that, like, he's in this crazy oh, world. Oh, sure. He's part of it, yeah. You he's know? Part of the world. But yeah, he didn't do a transformation. Yeah. He doesn't have this, yeah, I'm going to take a new identity and relive the events and, you know, things are going to haunt me. And I don't, he doesn't get to that level. Yeah. And I think the point is you don't have to get to that level. Yeah. But Bill Pullman's character... Uh, continues to repress it yeah. to the extent that seemingly by the end it's like he's going to do Even this. almost worse by the end. Like, yeah. it's, like his, his metamorphosis at the end that he's going through seems even more violent and more yeah. crazy than before. Like, and part of me wonders is he, would he go back to Balthazar? Would it be something right. else? Like, Yeah, you really don't know. But it's going to be crazy. It, like, it, you know, it's actually the spinning top ending, right? Yeah. It's a good, like, you it don't is. know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you, yeah, it makes you really curious to see the next step. I mean, it's like, he's going to turn into somebody. The police are going to pull him, you know, over eventually, and then it's going to be another guy, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. They're going to be like, okay, well, we, we somehow got the wrong guy. We, we lost it. We, we were following a car. We got confused. Where is Bill Pullman? Yeah. Where's Fred Madison? But yeah, but I mean, it's gonna be strange to like he turned into someone else two times somehow. Yeah. Like we thought we had him, and it turned out to be someone else. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Well, I think we cracked a lot of that movie open, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. The the realization that Dick Laron is is has his own story. Like I think I didn't I wasn't taking it that way. I was more making him just a tool for the the opponent. And that story. and the line starting in any movie is is so important to Laron is dead, so it yeah. should tie into the whole point of the movie, right? Yeah. And I had theories about that before, but they never really felt satisfying. I feel like this is better mm-hmm. because it it ties in with the theme, yeah. you know, of the of the movie and the general point they want to make, which is if it's going to be so highlighted like that, then it should be more important. Yeah. Then like, I originally thought it was something more like he was giving him. Like he was giving him. He a, was giving him a clue to who his wife was sleeping with, or yeah. something, or or who to go kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a message. Yeah, I I didn't really take it. The, I took it more literally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like passing information, not like what it represents. Yeah, you know. And I think it's better. But I wasn't thinking of Dick Laron as being punished or even released from his exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. And being dead, mm-hmm. you know, is means means something. Yeah, is the end. Like Bill Pullman's not dying. Yeah, you know, and seemingly he could just do this for yeah forever. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I ever realized how disconnected from reality the movie is. Mm-hmm. I knew crazy stuff happened. You know, there's portions of it that feel down to earth. Sure, when he's working at the garage, he's going yeah. with his friends. Yeah. Those are way more normal than like some of the scenes of the house in the beginning and some yeah. of the, the cops and yeah. And yeah, there are parts that are fairly normal in tone. Uh, still a little confused about Patricia Arquette's character. The blonde version and how she relates and why she's gone. And. Ah, it's weird. Because if she, if she disappeared, you know, because Dick Laurent. After Dick Laurent dies, is that when we come back to the house and we see the picture? We go back to Andy's house and we yep. see the picture? Mm-hmm. That almost makes sense because she's tied to him. Yeah. Because he would need to know she's, she's real because. That's the person who he's upset Balthazar's cheating with. So she's got. But in reality, he was actually involved with the other Patricia Arquette. That's the thing he sees on the monitor. See, I think the blonde one never really existed. Well, but when Dick Laurent comes with her to the to the garage, are you saying she's not really there? No, I mean, yeah. So like, she's there. My sense is that, you know, whoever's in charge, mystery man or what have you, inserted her in. And so then she exists. Everybody remembers her. But once she served her function, which really is the thing with with Balthazar Getty and taking him out to the cabin eventually Mm -hmm. and getting involved with that whole story, she disappears. Like, she disappears. Well, I almost feel like she disappears once the Quran is gone. Like, but she disappeared before that. She, I mean, she disappeared in but the I mean, from the picture, though. Yeah, sure. We don't know when she disappeared from the picture, but since yeah. she disappeared in the desert, and he specifically says, it's Renee, the, the wife's name, she told her yeah. name, she's lying, 
she didn't really she was completely fabricated Mm-hmm. In a way that the other one, but I mean, in the context of this world, she can be real, right? She can be real for a, a measure of time, right? And then cease to be real at any. That's what I mean. Like I know, yeah, she didn't really exist in quote unquote the real world, but in this version of the world, that's what, that's what, I guess that's what I mean by her not being real. Like she didn't have a previous life, Correct. whereas yeah, the yeah, yeah. the other one did. You yeah. know, the other one really because the blonde one is a version where Balthazar can have this fantasy, yeah, or Bulba can have this fantasy and have a different perspective yeah. on this adulterous relationship, and and now he's the one that's cheating with the right. wife or with the right. girl. Instead of vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. How do you exactly. come up with a story like this? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy story. I wonder how they talked about it. I mean, I, I wonder what it was Because like. they would have had to talk about it in a way that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I remember with the Mohan Drive podcast, we made that make a lot of sense too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I appreciate that. I mean, I you know, I think you can watch this movie and not think too much about it, and it's creepy and it's interesting. Yeah, and I appreciate that if you do try to deconstruct it, it can make sense. It's not just gibberish that just happens to maybe work when you watch it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think there are things that are done for stylistic effect, for mood. Mm-hmm. You know. Not everything in it. Those things are intentionally, you're never going to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything in it has a purely logical function. But yeah, I mean, it it holds up fairly well to like analyzing the storyline, which is nice. I agree. Because I think you you don't have to understand because I didn't until like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Like you don't have to understand the story. It's one of your favorite movies and you not get every detail. Yeah. No, I liked this movie for years and really didn't understand the story. You know, I understood parts of it. I mean, you do get, you get the basic point. Yeah, yeah. You you get you the know. emotional context and you understand yeah. the ideas that are being there, what the ideas of what he's going through. You get the guilt. You get the running away from the guilt. Yeah. You know, you get, you get the, but yeah, the details were really escaping me, especially the end part. Mm-hmm. I really never, I could never make that add up. Yeah. You know. It, but yeah, the that that one change just completely made it click into place. Yeah, and so anyway, like I think it's very easy to watch this movie many times and just appreciate it, uh, mm-hmm. just purely uh, aesthetically, like putting aside the actual plot and characters and stuff like that, because it's just really nicely made. Yeah, you know, and so it's just it's a good combination of things that there's actually an interesting story. You know, something that, I mean, for me, I guess, you know, it's about guilt. It's about, it's about negative things. It's not, it's not like a positive vision, I guess, of something like, I don't know, something like an afterlife or, Mm -hmm. or some kind of, some kind of karmic justice universe, you know, but, uh, it's an interesting way to portray something in that vein yeah. of like a place where you have to deal with your problems, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, yeah, you, the lost highway could be purgatory. You yeah. Know? Like you could just say it's that, or this is hell or, yeah. you know, yeah. It's and some it, sort of metaphor for, and I, I like the idea of a, you know, a highway being lost on a highway, you know, and the idea of being trapped, uh, you know, 
sort of in a dream world and not knowing you're dreaming. You know? Right. And it's and there's some force trying to wake you up. Yes. And make you realize you're dreaming and why. Exactly. And you're running away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's within your power to escape. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to, you know, accept what you did. Admit it. Yeah. You know, live up to it. And, yeah, it's a, I don't know. It seems really similar to Lost for some reason. I mean, because they, they also had this thing where they had to wake up, they had to remember what happened. Yeah. They had to move on. Guilt. Work out their problems. You know, it's like, it's a more positive version of that. It's mm-hmm. much more pleasant. Yeah. You know, about reuniting and stuff. There isn't anything like that going on here. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's sort of like a dark version of that. Yeah. You know. Where it's scary. Like, they, they never portrayed it as scary. Yeah. You know. But yeah, the cabin exploding in reverse, it's, it's sort of like, it, it always seemed to me like it's like uh, containing some kind of explosive force. You know, like we, we see the thing, but it, by playing in reverse, it's like it's, uh, uh, it's being repressed mm-hmm. or it's being, um, uh, bottled up, mm. you know? But I'm not really sure how much... I'm not sure how much the cabin is the mystery man's place and how much of it is just there for Bill Pullman's sake. Like, part of yeah, his story... Yeah, I think the mystery man doesn't necessarily have a place. I Like I said, I when I see the cabin, I to me it's it's a place for the mystery man to be, you know? And, and it seems like it's... The image of it exploding in reverse... It's almost like if you wanted to create something, you know, uh, like a time lapse of creation, you know, somebody building a house, and you see a time lapse of that in like five seconds, but it's but it's in reverse now, you know. Um, so instead of going from nothing to it being built, you go from like the destruction back to when it's built, and but like I said, to me, it just kind of feels like he's manifesting this place, like that's what that is. Is the building blocks of this thing coming from outside yeah. to to in forming this structure. Yeah. You know? Um, but it is... It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it's sort of a relic from when I used to view... Because I think parts of it work like this. I used to view the Mystery Man as more like... Uh, just an aspect of Bill Pullman or created by him or something as a way mm-hmm. of dealing with this situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an aspect of his personality that gets out of control to a certain extent, a little bit of Fight Club-ish, you know, but, like, then the idea of that repressed memory sort of uh, forming, and that's where Mystery Man, like, walks out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think it's sort of a holdover from that. Mm. But, you know... I mean, symbolically, it can still sort of work for that, but I think I agree. It's it's a it's it's about it's about that place forming, I guess. Because mm-hmm. it's it's almost like you would imagine that place always existing, right? Right. But when it needs to happen, this is when you see it coming yeah. together to be there for when it needs to be there. Yeah. 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 And in retrospect, I feel silly for expecting like the cabin to explode at some point, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's one of those things where you shouldn't feel bad, but then, of course, you should. I really thought it was foreshadowing. I really thought it was mm-hmm. like... Well, with the whole time thing going yeah. on, you feel like you would see that happen. But again, I think it's just a visual metaphor for the, you know, that's how David Lynch decided to show this supernatural thing yeah. forming, yeah. you know, is an explosion in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Which makes sense. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing he likes to do. In Twin Peaks, he had the people uh, talking backwards, and then he played the audio backwards so that they sounded crazy. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think I think that's in terms of him portraying like supernatural things. That's pretty consistent with. Yeah. You know, there, there's something about that backwardsness that's like yeah. interesting to watch. You yeah. Know, it, it gives this kind of alien quality because I mean. You know, it reverses the way we're used to watching things, and yeah. so there's something unsettling about it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's familiar, I mean, it's nothing that didn't actually happen. And, and the idea of destruction becoming construction is, is yeah. really interesting. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a pile of bricks all of a sudden just forming into yeah. a house, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Good movie. It was good. Two thumbs up. I I would recommend it. <laughs> I would recommend it. So if you just watched this with us, you should watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think ideally ideally you would watch it before you listen to the podcast. Hopefully because we spoil it pretty much from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we give away You don't things. want this deconstructed as you watch it for the first time. No. That's not fun. No, it wouldn't work. But after you've seen it, then I think it's good. Yeah, and I think another thing that I really appreciate about, like, fully understanding how artificial a lot of the movie is in terms of the, the world they're in is that it, it also makes sense of these weird bleed through like future memory kind of things, yeah. you know, where he has, he has visions of the, the cabin while he's in prison. Mm-hmm. There's the, the music that yep. like appears several times. Uh, the, the, he goes upstairs in Andy's house and he sees the hotel from later. Yeah. You know, all those things like make a lot more sense when it's sort of like, yeah, this is all, you know. Yeah. Anything can happen at will if it, if it, if it needs to happen for his journey almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if he, he's, he's encountering the truth and he gets this headache and he goes upstairs yeah. and now he gets to see, you know, her cheating on him. Yeah. You know, really confronting the reality of this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it and before it just seemed surreal and just insane and I really had no explanation for it. I mean, it looked cool, it worked, it was effective, but it didn't really add up to me. I thought he was just hallucinating or something. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't really seem like that. I mean, it seems like, well, he's you know, whatever. It's not from him. It's 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 external. It's part of Yeah. You know, it's part of this whole process. And, and I remember, don't you want to ask me why? Just yeah. never. I mean, you kind of understood, but but it wasn't ever specific what she meant by that. And right. now it's pretty clear. Like, yeah. you know, so much of it is not just about the porno or whatever, but particularly like the, uh, you know, the adultery and the, yeah. just the idea that like you killed me before you could ask me questions. Right. You know. Yeah. Before, before you could really find out. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the turmoil here. Yeah. Is maybe you weren't even sure. Right. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like again, yeah, because because the whole world is, is fabricated, it does leave a lot of questions about what the objective reality was. Yeah. And I think there's no way to know because this is what we see. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we can't really conclude that. 
But I think based on the early scenes, which I assume is somewhat accurate reflection of what it was like when they were living together, like they they really didn't talk very much. When they did, it was very hesitant and uncomfortable. And so I definitely get the sense that, you know, yeah, he was, they didn't really have heart-to-heart talks, at least certainly not after yeah. a certain point. Yeah. And so, yeah, like he never got, you know, the chance to... Ask her for you an know, explanation. Now that I think about it, now that the, oh, when I was I was saying that 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 the, the shot of you know him at the murder scene over her body is so kind of uncharacteristic from pretty much where we see him throughout most of the movie, but you know what? It goes directly to the saxophone scene. Yeah, like the intensity of that saxophone scene. Yeah, um, I think is is definitely connected to that too. And I wonder what that means about yeah his the real version of him you know yeah and his and his personality yeah you know maybe it was like he was this sullen guy but he had this underlying rage right that was normally maybe channeled through music yeah maybe yeah maybe you yeah. could say that yeah 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 um and then uh, she became the instrument he played mm-hmm no I think that's supposed to be true. Another thing I would say is that I think I think uh, specifically because of the way they they talk about like the the videotapes and the video recording in general as being like about what really happened mm-hmm. versus your memory, memory or your or belief you about what happened. happened. Yeah, what, how you choose to remember things. Like I think when we see those those videotapes, that probably does represent what really happened. So when we see him in that room, like. I feel like that's probably real. And the thing that Dick Laurent sees, like, that's probably real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think maybe that's as far as we can go in terms of what really happened. But that, it leaves, it leaves giant holes. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think at least we have that based on, like, what function that serves in the movie. It makes sense that those things would be the real things. The real is probably things, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I would, I would buy that. If anything's real, it's those shots. Yeah. Yeah, but that's so little, really. Yeah, we see the house a couple times. We see them sleeping. Well, honestly, what we see—the two big things we see—is the things both characters need to. uh, Yeah. um, What's the word? You know, uh, admit to. Yeah. So Bill Pullman murder and Dick Laurent, you know, horrible pornography. Yeah. you know, and and also what's interesting about that sh- that scene with Dick Ryan at the end when he when he's watching on the video player is how he's molesting basically mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette. So it's not just like oh they were together and he had her in his pornos that were kind of weird. Even in that scene, you see he's doing something bad, yeah, and quote unquote ugly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it reinforces that point that you know he was doing this thing to her and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a certain good thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And again, we can out ugly them. We see what is the, one of the first things we see Dick Laron is he he go crazy on the guy on Mulholland Drive, you know, almost kill this guy. And it's yeah. funny and interesting because why he's beating him is so ridiculous. But it's also like here's this super violent guy who'll go off on nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, again, that goes with the character and what he to like admit to yeah 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 i think that's the main point of the scene mm-hmm. because you know a lot of the times early on he's dealing with people he likes 
Yeah. And he's way dialed down. It's to show, like, what he could be like under And it's raising the stakes because now we know what this yeah. guy will do for nothing. Absolutely. Imagine he finds out about the affair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I get confused about, I mean, I guess it's just more about the fantasy world with Balthazar and Patricia, but, like, with the girlfriend and why don't mm-hmm. you like me and you're changing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, again, I think maybe that is that is the point is, is he's he's changing into Bill Fuller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and that that would really make a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. I can't stop wishing I knew what happened that night and what she wants him, what she says you should tell him. I, you know, it's kind of, let's Occam's razor this thing, right? I mean, like, he did transform. So I think it's two, th- it's one of two things. Either... They saw him teleport slash transform, or they saw him, like, transform, you know, mm-hmm. something crazy, yeah. you know, but I think there's also a thing about identity there, where, where it's almost like, tell him he's not who he thinks he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. I think there's something with that also. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the timeline of that night is so crazy, because we know that he did how teleport, because the parents have to go pick him up, Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's really tough to figure out. Well, the mystery man was there. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if you know when we see the car on Lost Highway pull up on the side of the road and Balthazar getting in the headlights, mm-hmm. is that a metaphor for the mystery man being there with Balthazar? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's what. So maybe it's not Bill. Maybe that's not Bill Pullman necessarily. Bill Pullman proper coming to to, to him, but yeah. it's mystery man coming to get him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Hmm, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that might make sense. Um, yeah. I definitely think that's who that's supposed to be, but it's like, at some point he had to disappear, because he ends up in the prison, and in the meantime, like, what did they see? What was the ending of that night? Like, that's, you know, I. you're right, like, I think ultimately they just don't want to be specific about that. They don't want to tell us, because... Yeah, like, if they had to tell us, it would be something like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it really can't be much else. But it's just, it's interesting that they are kind of, like, they're not main characters. The story's not about them at all. But they have their own crazy reaction. They, they do have their reaction to the world. And, yeah, yeah. Because they're, like, touching the supernatural part of this world, and they don't really know mm-hmm. that's where they are. And so to them, like, they're just seeing these crazy things. Yeah. And well, that thing where the parents are there, and you look up, and they're gone. They're freaked out. Like, yeah. And it's almost like, did did the parents exist? Does he exist? Yeah. Is, is that him being, er- like, his life being erased? Yeah. Now that he's becoming Bill Pullman more? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, since, yeah, since the whole world is, is kind of crazy, it's 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 hard to say. Like, was there a Pete in real life before? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I don't really know. Most likely Pete is made up, you know, because we are in this Bill Pullman's yeah. dream world or whatever. Yeah. Um, if there was, I mean, there's no need to have a Pete in the real world because Pete right. in the story is about Bill Pullman having right. having this fantasy second chance, right? Yeah. So there's a need to be a Pete in the real world. Yeah. I guess originally when I didn't realize they were already in the crazy world, 
uh, I thought there was a P because they talk about him. I mean, it seems like he's really there, but he can certainly be in the in the in the fabricated world. Yeah, you know, just as the blonde Patricia Arquette can be, just as anyone can be. I feel like that shot, you know, when we see P in the backyard and he looks over the neighbors. I feel like there's some clue there about what's going on. I feel like there's something specifically why we're watching. Like the first time you see it. The dog is playing in the thing. Mm-hmm. And the next shot, he's not the dog. You know, and it, there's something. Is it just atmosphere, or is it because why would Pete go over to look in the backyard? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. You know, so I don't. Know, I feel like if you anal- if you you know overanalyze that scene, you might get something out of what that's supposed to be. Yeah, or tell us. Can't quite put my finger on it, but I feel like something's there about what that means to. And like I said, there's that empty chair there. <laughs> there's like a single empty chair in that shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just think it's strange that, like, it doesn't facilitate the transformations more. That, like, the the characters see this crazy shit happen, and he just, like, appears in the prison. And it's like, you know, the world doesn't make it smooth for him. You know, where he can just, like, pop out. He just disappears from the prison, and he wakes up, and he's peed in the house. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one knows anything weird happened. And he can just pick up from there. Yeah. You know, like, it it manifests itself well, in a way Well, yeah, because it's not supposed to be simple, right? Like, the whole point of this is it's supposed to be conflict to get him to, quote, unquote, wake up or realize yeah. what he needs to realize. So that it does make sense that it's not easy, but... You're right, it could almost just as easily be a cakewalk for him through some of these things. Yeah. You know. But that's what creates a lot of those problems. Like, uh, But honestly, that... again, it does make more sense... Wait. I was going to say, because if, cause if Pete... Wait. <laughs> Who's going where? Because I'm thinking, like, okay... Ah, it's really crazy to think about what's actually happening with that transformation. Because is it Bill Pullman in prison physically manifesting himself as Pete, which basically deletes Pete from where he is at his house? Or is it Bill Pullman goes away from the prison and Pete transports into... No, but it can't be that one, because it's about, it's about them being connected and basically yeah. in the same body almost. Yeah. So... So it's almost like Bill Pullman transforming into Pete yeah. erases Pete. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. They're seeing him getting erased. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it from should reality, be something like that. You know, which, but I guess my point being, it makes more sense that he winds up in the prison than it, than, right? Than him yeah, staying yeah, yeah. at the, the parents' way. house and going the other way, yeah. and and then it's like, because then what would they see then? Yeah. You know. Because they wouldn't see Pete becoming Bill Pullman, because that's right. not what happens. Right. You know, they would. So yeah, it's almost like what would you see if he was going to show up at his house as Pete? He's already at his house as Pete. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Huh. I didn't realize that that, that you kind of needed that teleportation, and it's better for the story. Yeah. Since they're like, oh, we gotta let him go. And yeah. Then. Yeah. But I think that actually makes sense. That yeah. I like that he's being erased almost, mm-hmm. and then you can you could you could run with that and say you know with the parents and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. and even with his friends who you never see again. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
It's like Giovanni Ribisi, yay! Yeah, he's gone out of that scene. Yeah, he's he's not not a big character. There there were some scenes cut. I, there were more scenes with them mm-hmm. in the in the script. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah, but they just didn't really. I don't think they served a, a great function. Yeah, so. they they were enough carrot color for his for his character. Just that, to show like, he had a life. He had a life. He had people he went out with. Yeah. he was a regular kind of teenage guy or whatever. Yeah. There, there was there was a trial. There was like more with the prison. Like there was a lot of like extra stuff mm-hmm. that I think it's. I think the cuts were pretty well made. Yeah, I think so because I don't think you really care. Yeah, I think what you care about is the the ideas behind it, the ideas he was on trial, the yeah. ideas that they turned with the voiceover. There was a system that is happening here, but yeah. yeah, you don't really care to watch it or like really spend time with it. There's yeah. too much interesting stuff going on. Right, that. exactly. And that's what they focus on. They didn't cut those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing I realize now is the way uh, the movie slowly introduces the idea of the supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, Dick is dead, slightly weird. Uh, you know, I had a dream. It was scary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the guy at the party calling him at this house. Well, videotapes. The videotapes, absolutely. Uh, the guy, uh, the guy at the party saying, I'm at your house. Mystery Man, yeah. That's, that's another level. And then, then, you know, a transformation in the thing. And then, you know. And then the movie's fairly normal for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, Besides yeah, yeah. the occasional weirdness that's happening, but yeah, it, it, it's fairly grounded for a bit after that. Yeah, I would say it's yeah. I guess it's it's later. It's when they're at Andy's house when he goes upstairs and he sees the hotel. Like things start to get crazy once once they're in this final plot of like getting the money and running away. It's really creepy and it's an interesting idea. You know, Balthazar being a person. Uh, who's being inhabited by Bill Pullman and all these things are happening because of Bill Pullman Balthazar can't quite figure this out he feels like he's changing something's up mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just kind of it's kind of weird to like kind of be in somebody else's hell almost yeah. and not know why like why am I being tormented by these things that are affecting me yeah but that I don't really have this re- connection to yeah or you can't really understand the connection yeah it's kind of it's kind of really horrific <laughs> yeah 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 I guess it's almost like going, uh, not unlike uh, being sentenced to a crime you didn't commit or something. Yeah. Because he's kind of being punished. Yeah. Because Bill Pullman decided to, to transform into him. Right. Right. What a movie. It's crazy. It's, uh... yeah, it's really well done. I mean, watching it... Um... It's it's it still works. Yeah, there's there's so many so many good scenes in there. Uh, the shots are really cool. All those mm-hmm. great like, well shots shot. of like yeah. mouths and mouths and eyes and, and stuff like, like that. Yeah. Telephones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sound design is of course great. Angela Bellamy. The music is great. The music is really very good. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is just put together. Uh, really nicely and yeah and it's it is it's scary mm-hmm. and yeah but it also it's scary in a in an almost non-traditional horror way yeah there's no monster true 
there's there's creepy things yeah. and people, but there's no monster. There's no 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 uh, villain really. Yeah. Um. It, you know, there's antagonists, but there's no like villain who's who who you need to stop or who's behind yeah. everything or that's out to kill everybody or you know. So yes, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, you know psychological horror, of course, but like uh, the horror is coming from these crazy situations that don't have like call me at your house. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot I'm, of great dialogue too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that scene is, is, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was when the movie really had me, I think. Oh, yeah. When I was originally watching it. Because you get to that scene and it just, it, it takes it's it better to than even level. it had to be. Because Call Me at Your House is good enough. You can yeah. end the scene there and, and I'm already hooked. But like, uh, you know, talking to both of them at the same time, mm-hmm. they're, they're both, they're, they're synced up mentally. Both mm-hmm. mystery men are synced up at the same time. Hand the phone back to mm-hmm. me. You know, those kind of extra details of, of really taking that concept of that scene and really making it, you know, wringing all the goodness out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not yeah. just saying, oh, here's an interesting scene where, you know, it's like, no, we're going to add these extra little moments where it's like yeah. crazier than it, ha- than it has to be. Yeah. And then, of course, I love it because then you get to test the theory when it gets home and something crazy happens. Mm-hmm. And then you see that flash to the... the yep. um, to the house and she's that phone and yeah yeah a lot of those moments those are the scariest moments and you kind of really don't and that's part of the psychological horror is not understanding what you're seeing and what it really means yeah. and uh you know he sees a phone and he walks through the darkness and he comes back mm-hmm. in the darkness and um yeah that's crazy yeah 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 no exactly I mean, and I think I think that's why. I mean, especially because I didn't even understand the story. I mean, I think it was so scary because because I didn't understand. It. And it seems arbitrary. It's you know a horror that doesn't have uh, a structure is can be very scary. Yeah. Because you don't understand the rules, you don't know how to survive, yeah. you don't know what can happen. Yeah. If someone's just coming at your house, then anything's up for grabs. Yeah. And that is very scary. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Again, that's why I like, you know, I'm not a big horror movie fan. It's just like I like to be scared. Um, but the horrors that I like to watch are the ones where if you're smart enough or know enough, you can survive. Not the Freddy Kruegers. Not that that's necessarily scary, but not the kind of supernatural villains where there's really not a lot you can do if the, if the villain really kind of wants to get you. You know, it's not Jason. It's not like if you run fast enough or hide good enough, you can survive. Those are practical things. That's very less scary. You know, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then the other side where like, yeah, it's amorphous what the rules are. Right. Or what the villain wants. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's not another that's why it's different. I mean, like, Jason wants to kill you. Yeah. It's not that deep. It's you know. Deep. And it's not impersonal. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> You're just in his way. You're just there. You. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. He, that's what he does. He kills people. If you happen to run into him, he's gonna try to kill you. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's, it's not, it's not a, you know, Freddie even has motivations. He has people he's going after. He has reasons. Yeah. So he's different, you know. I think that's why, for me at least, Freddie's scarier. Definitely, definitely <clears throat> higher up the scary hierarchy for sure. Yeah. And it's, a, you know, obviously the dream control. Manipulating and, dreams is definitely yeah. automatically And the whole scarier. thing about am I awake or am I not yeah. awake and, 
I fell asleep and didn't know it, and yeah. now I'm sub- subject to his, you know, his power. Exactly. Or... It makes him much more psychological, too, because a lot of what he point. does is, like, in your head. He is just fucking with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, I, and we talked about this before, but Freddy, that makes Freddy have way more personality. Yeah. He can actually be funny if he wants to be. Mm-hmm. He can be, you know, whatever, like, the, the range is, which makes him more three-dimensional. And, yeah. You know, even though at the end, he just kind of wants to kill you, but he'll probably do it in an interesting way, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that. You know, yeah. He'll trick you into thinking he's somebody else right. to let your guard down yeah. and like all this crazy stuff. So yeah, it's way scarier. Yeah, exactly. Then like that was just a guy with a knife, and if I hide in the closet, I might be okay. Right, right. Yeah. Where, but whereas ultimately, I mean, he does really want to kill you at least. Yeah, for the most part. Same thing. He does want to kill you. Um, whereas in Mystery Man's case, that's not really what he wants. And if he does want to kill you, it might be good for you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. It might be so you can get out of the That's not something you should fear, actually. That's something you should welcome. Yeah, because it's actually scarier to stay in this world. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a lot scarier if he doesn't kill you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what's strange. And I think, I think, yeah, that's, that's what I responded to. I mean, I, I guess he, he is very explicitly working on like psychological terror in a way by forcing you to confront these things you don't want to confront. And so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's what I responded to, but I didn't really, I didn't really understand on a logical level what was going on. And I think that added a level to the the horror because it seemed more arbitrary. Because yeah, just I just didn't understand why he was doing what he was doing, and this obscurity of his goals was terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it's like, how do I give him what he wants? Yeah, exactly. What he wants. Exactly, it's really unclear what he wants. Whereas now, I feel like I have some idea what he wants. Yeah, you know, and I love that I'm not in the habit of coming where I'm not invited. I, I might do it. I'm just not in the habit of doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, that ambiguity, you know, of course, like, classic line, you know, Mm -hmm. if you see me once, (laughs) if you'll be good, you know, yeah. He's really good at making those lines, those crazy (laughs) implication lines, and like you said, you know, if she told her her name is Alice, she's lying, it's like an if-then thing, it's Mm -hmm. not even, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, because it's almost like, He's not verifying that she said her name was Alice. Mm-hmm. But if she did, she's lying. If she didn't, she might not be lying. She may, you know, it depends. But that's, you know, we don't know about that case necessarily. Yeah. I'm just covering. Yeah. <sighs> if she said that, she's lying. Yeah. You know? And it's, and I like, he doesn't verify it. Like, he's going like Alice and he's like, you know, who's that? You know, mm-hmm. oh, she told you her name was Alice. She's lying. Mm-hmm. Verifying that. I know who you're talking about and I know she's, but yeah. it's like, no. If she said that. I don't know if she said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I, know she said I that. I feel like that line and that, that little scene is the is the key to understanding the relationship between the two Patricia Arquettes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think if you can fully understand the words he's saying in that scene, I think that's that's our answer. I still don't a hundred percent know what it is. I mean you could even look at it from a perspective of You know, if if your wife said she was something, she wasn't that thing. You know, you can almost look at it like that. Because there is something about her past. Because of the fact that, like, 
like Bill Pullman walks in and he says, Where's Alice? And he immediately responds with, Her name's Renee. Mm-hmm. As in, the person you're talking about, that's your wife. Yeah. There is no separate individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though in the picture there were two of them. Yeah. You know, and you see her next to him. They're actually just one person. And I think it's almost necessitated by what's going on with Balthazar Getty that there needs to be two of them. Because if it's if he's with the blonde one, and in the pictures there's only the blonde one, it kind of doesn't connect back to Renee. Right. And if in the pictures there's only Renee, it doesn't make then then you don't know if that's her in a dark hair wig or, right. or what. So it kind of makes sense that there's both there. Yeah. You know? You know, until later. So yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think I think well, that's the pretty much um, climax of the movie, right? Like yeah. the, after they have sex in the desert, and he turns yeah. and bounces her back in the Bill Pullman. Then he sees the mystery man, and then he's like, "No, that's your wife. Basic, that's Renee. Yeah. Who are you?" So that's yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, the, yeah. that turn comes from. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is which? If you if you go with that, you know, the theory that. Bill Pullman became Balthazar Getty back to Bill Pullman. Uh, who are you is a valid question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And, and, you know, if you want to even go crazier, if you really want to go crazy, you could probably even theorize that Bill Pullman wasn't the first Bill Pullman. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he looked Absolutely. like something else and turned into Absolutely. Bill Pullman. I, it's a very fair, like, open question, I think. Yeah, who the original person was. Yeah. It could have been, that could have just been another step. Yeah. On this journey. Lost Highway? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there, yeah, there may have still been some other version of this that this is an echo of. Yeah. You know, yeah. some original situation, you know. Yeah, no, it's totally possible. There's no... The, I don't think there's anything in the movie that really contradicts that. Yeah. Necessarily. All that matters is, like, ultimately there was something. Yeah. You know, that, that caused it. But it doesn't have to be him. You know? Mm-hmm. His guilt can be morphed in many different directions. And and I think they show that happening. Yeah. Guilt is a very powerful emotion. And we see that in so many stories now. I mean, obviously that drives a lot of Christopher Nolan stories. We see yeah. that a big thing in Lost. Yeah. Like, that's such a, it's such a crazy thing, guilt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, uh, yeah, even Mohan Drive. Yeah. Mohan Drive has a really similar plot, I think. Yeah. Um, a lot about identities and, yeah. and not, not acknowledging what you did and, and your yep. own faults and like yep. running away from it and creating something else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it was strange. It seemed it seemed like such a remix of Lost Highway. You know, where they changed the details. They changed like, the context. Yeah, but it's almost like it's almost like it's a story in the same yeah. universe with the same kind of situation. I think it's just like what Christopher Nolan does where he's got these five big themes he loves to discuss. And his film, most of his films are, you know, putting those pieces together in different ways, in different contexts, in different uh, uh, genres, right? So you have Inception, which is like a heist film, yeah. action heist film with that. But then it's just very similar themes to Memento, you know, which is just like a small indie drama, you know. And it's like, the, but yeah, the, you're, 
they're wrestling with the same themes. Yeah. You know? And David Lynch definitely has the same thing. He loves a, a woman in trouble. Mm-hmm. He loves, you know, the dark. He loves the dualities and, and what is memory and what's reality. Um, yeah. And, you know, the dark things people do and what it, and how that affects them. Yeah, how they, like how they live with their guilt over what they've done. Yeah. How they psychologically repress it or transform it into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this, this is a more complete vision yeah. of what's going on there because I think in Mohan Drive it's more, uh, it's more a dream. It's kind of clearly a dream. Yeah. That she's just making up herself. There is a little bit of the cowboy sort of plays the role of the mystery man mm-hmm. and like regulating it to some extent and like realizing, you know, being a force uh, there to make sure she eventually realizes what's going on. Yeah. But it is more... And it more hands off, too. Yeah, much more. Yeah. Never talks to her directly, yeah. except, like, wake up, you know. Yeah. Like, that's all he ever says to her. Yeah, I mean, he's not as big of a character, but he, he just seems somewhat to play a similar role. Yeah, for sure. You know, and just, like, directing things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it seems much more internal, I guess. It seems much more about her only... And not mm-hmm. this, where it's more of actually uh, a, a general idea of, like, there's this world, and because we have two characters, you know, in here, uh, having to deal with things that they did, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like Mohan Drive doesn't really go that far. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more... Well, you don't think uh, uh, the other the other lady is that, is that version... Uh, what's their names? Not Which Betty, other lady? but uh, Lorena. What's her name? Dark-haired lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rita. I guess Rita. That was her fake name. I don't know. Then they changed names at the end. It's like I feel like maybe she's the Dick Laurent type of version of that. Where I mean, it, it's different. Obviously, you can't really exactly line it up. But I'm wondering if if, if she's that version that that might need to. Uh, you know, that has done something potentially that she needs to admit to, you know. But, you know, by the end of that movie, um, she's kind of unrepentant about things that have happened, you know. But I wonder if maybe that's supposed to be kind of a little bit of that duality of two characters in sort of in similar situations. You know, but it's really more about this one main character, right? Yeah. It's really about Bill Pullman. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. He's clearly more important of the two. Yeah. But it just it just didn't seem to me like they they It seems to me like her Rita's character in the dream really was just uh Naomi Watts' like fabricated fantasy version of her and i mean we have that here too mm-hmm. but uh but there's a there, i guess there's a sense uh, it, it, there's to me in lost highway there's more of a sense of it being regulated by external forces and not just about psychology mm-hmm. you know like there's there's it's not entirely subjective the stuff that's going on whereas like the Mohan Drive dream thing feels much more subjective, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that makes it, it's much more personal 
It's much more, uh, uh... Are you saying because it involves less people, basically? Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not clear that everyone might have to go through this. Whereas in Lost Highway, I feel like there's a possibility that this, oh, oh, this yeah, is yeah. a general thing mm-hmm. that everyone has to go through, you know. And metaphorically, it's like this, like, death sentence, mm-hmm. you know, that he, that they present. And I feel like that might be, you know, the point of that line. Whereas in, in Mulholland Drive, it seems as though maybe it's just this one character For sure. way of dealing that. with this situation. Yeah, I'll definitely buy that. This is what she did. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It just it just seems that way. And so it's like yeah. I think I think Lost How is more successful at presenting that idea. I think in Mulholland Drive I sympathize more with her character and it's more about her and there's something sadder about it. Whereas Bill Pullman, mm-hmm. he's so distant and repressed and yeah. and it's really hard to like get into his character. I mean, you know... There's Nail- nothing to get into before he's crazy and yeah. before, like... You, you know, like, I think he sympathizes with Balthazar way more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because uh, he's more of an innocent. But yeah, exactly. There's... You know, they start off... They start Betty off as being sympathetic and light and bubbly and, yeah. you know, the Hollywood starlet to be. That's and, probably... That's probably why that works. You, there's such a huge yeah, arc before it gets there. Really crazy Whereas Bill Pullman, like, his first scene, he's already weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and you never get him, like, full of hope or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's always a little... I think it's a version of him in reality that was way more normal. Yeah. You know. Exactly. But the version we see, it's kind of hard to relate to. Oh. Whereas, you know, you, you can appreciate the hopeful actress trying to move out to uh, L.A. And, and become famous and stuff like that. It's, it's like a simple, classic, fairy tale kind of idea. Yeah. You know, but it pulls you in. Yeah, Bill Pullen doesn't, his character doesn't have that side. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the aspect where I can... That I think maybe Mulholland Drive does a little better, but it sort of makes sense because it was supposed to be a TV show, yeah. so it was going to be more about the character. You have to care about the characters in a TV show, yeah. whereas Lost Highway can present this this big it's more vision. About the idea that yeah, exactly. Been, yeah, you need to care about the characters because they're just pieces that are telling the story. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that I don't care. I mean, the characters are interesting to watch. And they're well acted and stuff. You're not rooting for any of them to do anything. Yeah, you know, there's you're definitely. You're not like, oh, I really want Balthazar and Patricia to get together. I really want yeah. Bill Pullman to whatever. You, you're never really rooting because part of it because you don't know what's going on. But yeah, you're, you're never really rooting for it. And I think with with Betty, there's times when you're rooting for her. Yeah. Especially when you know you're convinced she has talent. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just like, oh, she's just gonna be a pretty girl who might get something handed to her. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, 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 that's an extra element that she actually has talent to back it up. Yeah. And, you know, and she did win the dance contest. So <laughs> don't forget that. She's a great dancer. It's true. Um, it's true. So, yeah, it, it's definitely different. And, and it should be different, you know. It should, that, it makes sense to have those two films with similar things focus on different things. Like, right. Since you wouldn't just retread it. And... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think they do have a lot in common. They're clearly, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, they clearly have the same mind behind them. But, yeah. but yeah, I think they do have, I think they do have different things to offer. Mulholland Drive is sloppier. Yeah. Um, I think this is, uh, yeah, I think Wall Sideway is kind of a, a 
more fully formed, ready to go. Like, yeah. there's really nothing you can point out that's bad. Like, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's better. It's smaller, but it's better. Yeah. It's tighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And Lost Highway is bigger. I'm sorry, Le Mans Drive is bigger. But the but the bigness, it's kind of like a, you know, a 20, a 24 season episode of Lost Versus a 16 episode season of Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the filler's cut out, so then you can fine-tune the meat of it, you yeah. know, and really hone out, hone some, on something specific. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it, it kind of wins, it kind of edges it out that way. Yeah. But this is also making me think, you know, after all this talk, so Lost Highway, we did podcasts on just now, mm-hmm. and Drive, mm-hmm. you know what's next. <laughs> Oh dear. Unfortunately, I oh think this god. means we're gonna have to take a crack at Inland Empire. Oh my god. Maybe we should go to Blue Velvet first. I think Blue Velvet has less to figure Blue out. Blue Velvet will be way easier, I think. Yeah. yeah. We can just talk about that. Uh, but one thing is that Blue Velvet doesn't have any supernatural stuff. Yeah. At least as I recall. Uh, I don't think it does. I think it has like really weird, crazy characters, but I don't think anyone there's no powers, yeah. there's no disappearing. There's no, I don't remember any a lot of any mysteries to where you yeah. don't know why something happened or what's happening. Yeah. It's just more straightforward. It's more just like normal like uh and maybe that's the progression, right? You got Blue Velvet, which is pretty simple and normal. You yeah. got Lost Highway, which can if you look at it right, it makes sense, but it's crazy. You got Mohan Drive, which is Pretty crazy on the surface and pretty crazy if you try to deconstruct it. And then you have Alien Empire, which I don't know yeah. what that is. And it's almost like it makes, it's a per full, you know, progression escalating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Twin Peaks fits in there. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I think Twin yeah, Peaks yeah, has yeah. like a very down to earth side. Yeah. It has a, a procedural elements. Uh, I mean, it's a long term investigation, but still. Um, you know, there's a very relatable side to that story. A lot of stuff that goes on in the in the town and stuff. I mean, it's yeah. all very down. It's a lot of just character drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a ton of that, but then there is the crazy supernatural side. Yeah, there's the stuff living in the forest. There's all kinds of stuff going on. The owls. You know? The owls. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's it's a fairly it's a nice bridge. Yeah. You know, and I think y- you also have. You also have a guilt repression element, mm-hmm. um, and supernatural forces manipulating, like manipulating people. things and underneath yeah. the surface. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think there was and you know dual identities, dual, and absolutely. people taking over bodies. And, yep. And yeah, you're right. Exactly. The whole idea of guilt and repressing that and not taking responsibility for your actions. And, yeah. 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 Exactly. He's got one of the things. Yeah, so you can see, you can see, you know, sort of versions of some of the ideas that are in Lost Highway. Yeah. I appreciate filmmakers, and I guess you usually get this with writer-directors, that have this itch they're trying to scratch with their films. Yeah. Because I don't even know, I, you know, I really can't say that about Tarantino. He has similar themes. I don't know what he's trying to go after. His movies are just usually interesting or not, you know, uh, and it's more style. Um, but again, I'll go back to Nolan and Lynch where it's, I feel like I can see what they're trying to work on as filmmakers and the things that interest them. And they keep making movies that circle around the same idea. And I kind of like that, that I, under, that I'm understanding what, what pulls at them as artists, you know, uh, versus, you know, other 
other writers, directors, or just directors, or just writers who have a body of work, and you can't get that same consensus out of it, you know. And their yeah. films might be good, you know, but you're not getting the same ideas behind, like, the, the big themes that they're going after, and, like, because I feel, and Charlie Cobb is like that. Again, he's a great example of this, where he's got all his movies have the same kind of yeah. things going on. And I think with Synecdoche, New York, he kind of perfected his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Almost yeah. maybe this has his Lost Highway or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Even though it's huge, but it's like he, it's a, the best kind of version of the elements that he has wrestled with in his film. Right. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. a complete, yeah. You know? And it's not, uh, it's not 100% different from Lost Highway in a way. I mean, there's an aspect of what's going on there that seems similar to what mm-hmm. we're seeing here. The way he creates this world for himself. Yeah. Uh, trying to definitely, put on this play. Definitely not acknowledging reality. He, yeah, he loses himself. He loses in himself. It, purposefully loses know? himself. He, he, yeah. he, 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 um, he wants to capture reality, but he wants to recreate it in a way yeah. that he has control over. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is sort With, of like. Yeah, which is, I want to remember the things my own thing way. Versus memory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I never really thought of those movies being very related, but. Yeah, they're, they're dealing with similar issues, mm-hmm. I think, in terms of psychology. And, and of course, identity. And, how people you know, when you're casting things. someone to play you mm-hmm. in your own thing. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I feel like David Lynch realized that connection with uh, movie making also, when you have that to a certain extent in Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And also in uh, Inland Empire. Yeah, yeah. If, you want, yeah. if you're already talking about duality... And then you get into acting, yeah. and now you're pretending to be somebody else. You're yeah. Already, yeah. That's already ripe for uh, for investigation there. It can be another level. And I remember, yeah, in Inland Empire, you have parts where they're kind of in the movie, the movie's the real thing, mm-hmm. It's it just transitions. <laughs> sometimes like... the movie's the real thing, sometimes the movie's the story, <laughs> sometimes the story's the movie, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's... The whole thing is about the movie, maybe, like, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I, I think we need to crack, I think... First of all, I probably will never watch it unless you're there to watch it with me because, like, I won't want to watch that. It's hard to watch, you know? We I think... sat through it together the first time. I think it's a team effort. Yeah. And I think we might be able to, on some level, make sense of parts of it. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we can maybe crack out some of the some of the bigger parts yeah. that are impenetrable. At least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're probably right. I mean, I just think, I think Mulholland Drive and, and Lost Highway are just... Uh, you know they're tighter. They're I think they're just better made in a lot of ways. Obviously, the film quality's nicer. Yeah. There's just a lot of things that make them like more fun to watch. Yeah, and and I think therefore like uh people have spent a lot more time like working them out. And I think Inland Empire probably you could figure it out, but it's you, I think you need to work harder at it. And I think because there's a lot of extra, there's probably a lot more red herrings to, yeah. to figure out, to, you know, to shacking you from what's kind of really yeah. going on. And you have to do that some with Mohan Drive, too, because there's yeah. certainly scenes in there where it's like, this is here because it's a pilot, yep. you know, and he really couldn't find a way to cut this scene or make it make sense, but he wanted to use it. Yeah. And and so, I mean, the, the, the scene with the hapless Mark Pellegrino, like, Oh, yeah, 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 when he steals the book. It's a good scene, but, like... It's total comedy. I don't think... Yeah, it's well done, but I don't think it really serves much purpose in the movie. You know? But, like, for a pilot where Mark Pellegrino is going to be a character, it's a great introduction to him. Yeah. You know? 
because like it totally uh, gives a, a sense of his personality, what mm-hmm. he does on his job, and what kind of person he is, and how he reacts to the situation. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's an extremely interesting character introduction. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's one of two scenes or so he's in yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, so it feels out of con- out of that context of a pilot. It feels very strange. Yeah. Yeah, you would cut that if you could. And yeah. Yeah. There's that plot about the book that they need, I think. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. Book or the Black Book. The Black Book, so they yeah. need that. But, yeah, it's so much for just that. Yeah. Right? When it's a movie versus a pilot. Yeah. But I think I think that Black Book, I mean, there's just so many things like that. I think they would have been a bigger thing if the series had gone on. Mm-hmm. They could add more time to develop. I, always, I, I wonder, you know, is the is the end of the series... Realizing she's dreaming the whole time, or or do you get to a point earlier than that that you realize what's going on and does she snap? I mean, but she's supposed to be. I don't. Well, spoiler alert, guys. You know when she's dead, basically. Yeah. You know, like I I wonder what a series looks like of one long drive because you do have this idea of the dream world and what's mm-hmm. really going on. So yeah, where, where would they have broken that? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good question, but I think. My sense is it would have gone on longer. And I think the possibility was there with the original pilot. The possibility was there for, uh, you know, other answers. Mm-hmm. I think the answer they came up with was, was good for a quicker thing. Yeah. But I think they could have gone in other directions if they wanted to. Yeah. You know, but that probably is what they had in mind based on the fact that that's how they decided to end the movie. Yeah. And so it, it definitely could have gotten there and just taken a longer time, mm-hmm. a longer build-up, more random characters and other stuff going on. Yeah, other th- tropes about Hollywood and yeah. how decisions are made, and like, yeah, and maybe she would have risen to be a bigger star before she yeah. had this this catharsis and like more the, the bigger star she gets the more guilt or whatever you know whatever like yeah, yeah I can see that yeah like I I would have liked to see that series I think it would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just would have been completely different, yeah. you know. But I think when you watch the movie, you can really see that um, going on. And I think I, the thing I remember about Inland Empire is that, you know, when they cut in the stuff from Rabbits, it just felt so out of context. It just felt so, like... It's almost too much of an art film. I'm just going to throw this in. I think in. that's when it becomes, like, an art film. And it's yeah. like, well, I'm just watching this to watch it. Not to, like, get anything out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, I can't... I saw Rabbits before in Lennon Fire. It would have been better if I thought he actually shot that if for it the movie. Felt, yeah, if if you watch that and you see rap, it would you would... I think it would have plugged you into the story more because you'd be really confused on how it fit. Yeah. So, it would... It, yeah, it'd be way better to, to, to know that. Then I would want to try to make it work. But when I see it, I'm just thinking, you know, this is Rabbits. Like, I don't believe that when he wrote that, it was supposed to have anything to do with this Inland mm-hmm. Empire story. Yeah. With Laura Dern and stuff like that. It was yeah. it was independently done. You know, it's its own thing, Rabbits, you know. I don't know what it's about, but I don't think it's about Laura Dern's character or anything like that. Yeah, I think that I mean, was a stretch. He honestly wanted to be connected, but what the connection is, you can't really tell. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe if we watch it again, we'll come up with what he thinks the connection is. Yeah. But it just, yeah, initially it didn't work for me. Yeah. And I think I think it just, it makes you, it makes you work harder and it doesn't give you as much of a payoff, you know? It's a lot of work for 
very little aesthetically or whatever as as these movies do. Because Lost Highway, you don't really have to work that much, and it gives you a big payoff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Ellen Empire, you have to work a lot, and you don't even know what you get out of it. Yeah, yeah, and I think Lost Highway can just be, you know, engaging to watch on its own, even if you're not trying to think really hard about what the plot yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think Inland Empire isn't that, it just isn't as much fun to watch. It's way too tedious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so many long monologues, and it's just like, why am I watching this? You know, Last Highway doesn't have scenes like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have the opposite, where there's no dialogue in scenes. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> a lo- there's a lot more silence, and a lot more just, like, showing images and letting that do the thing. It was a good example, like the you know when uh, Pete appears in the in the prison and his parents show up and like everyone's standing around not saying a word. Yeah, and that's all they that's, do, and that's all you need. And you get the sense that they already said what they need to say over the phone. Yeah. And yeah, there's no "Where's my son?" or like "Oh, I'm sorry this happened," or you know, there's nothing. Yeah, in it we don't need to hear any of that. We don't need to. It's it's totally fine. Like yeah. we get the point. And yeah, it's really it's really nice. Whereas yeah, just, just endless. She's talking to this guy in a room for like hours, and it's like God, well, why won't you stop? But I, but I, yeah, I, we we should do it. We yeah. should do it because I bet we can pull something out of there. Yeah, I know there's threads. Pull a rabbit out of our hats. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, anything else about Lost Highway? Uh... I think we've said it all <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. We can close the book on it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, until next time. That's right. See you later.